Hey, ladies and gentlemen, people, welcome to Fate's Filmy Fridays. As always, I'm your host, Andrew Dos, which means friend in the Indian languages, Filmy Fate. Um, I don't know if you checked the stream title or not, but uh, in case you didn't, uh, the the this week's uh, title uh, is uh, the sound of silence. Because, ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever in Fatay's Filmy Friday history, I'm alone. I'm alone. Well, that's a placeholder because I don't want to have to mess around with my settings again. So that's why, that's why I have it in this. Uh, that's why I have it in this configuration. But um, no, no one. There, there's no co-host. There's no guest host. Uh, Dre Sirclay, producer in 4K, was gonna pop on uh, for the entire show because he has nothing going on in the mornings. Uh, sadly, he could not get his camera working. First it was his mic, and now it's his camera, so this is freaking fantastic. Don't you just love it when, when technology just doesn't work the way we want it to work? It's fantastic. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, regardless of whether or not we have any co-hosts or not, I promise you we're gonna have a fun time. Uh, of course, you can join me, become a part of the show if, by joining us in the live chat or joining me in the live chat, I should say, and uh, saying hello, saying what's up, and uh, yeah, um, welcome to episode 16 of Fatay's Filmy Fridays. Uh, I forgot to bring that up. I'm gonna, I'm changing things up, ladies and gentlemen, because there's a lot of things going on here, a lot of new changes happening ever since. Uh, the previous week, or the, the sorry, the, the the last time we were uh, we did the show. Um, sadly, uh, one of my closest friends from college uh, passed away last month, and uh, uh, it, it's rough. It was really rough. And then uh, I got the news right after last last uh, the last time when I was with uh, Lindsay Frando. Uh, afterwards, uh, she broke the news to me, and. Uh, yeah, I told myself I can't do the show next week because it's just it's just too much. So, uh, and then also Sean, Sean Restivo, my guy, my bully. Um, he uh, he's also currently going through some uh, rough times. So definitely, all the filming friends out there who who watch our show and support our show, uh, please do send love to uh, Sean Restivo. It means a lot to us. Uh, it, more importantly, it would mean a lot to me because honestly, he's done so much. Uh, well, he's done like so little, but he's done so much for the show. And honestly, if it wasn't for him, uh, I'll probably we wouldn't even be doing this show. So I just want to thank him uh, for that. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this is today's Filming Fridays, the show where I get together with my filming friends, which in this case is myself, or more importantly, you all. If you all join me in the live chat, then. Uh, I got some filmy friends to talk to, but uh, it's the show uh, where every week uh, I discuss all the films and TV that I've seen in the past week, and we discuss all the uh, filmy news, filmy things going on in the world of entertainment. Uh, as you all can, I don't know if you all can tell or not, but uh, currently, uh, different kind of setup. Different kind of setup, indeed. Uh, brand new mic, uh, brand new lights, mics, lights. Just blind myself. Blind club. Hashtag blind club. Uh, so two brand new uh, Elgato key lights 
very, very exciting. Uh, I got these last week, I think. I used them for my Zoom classes, a lot of fun. And now I get to use it for the stream. I was really hoping that, you know, I had a co-host on to, you know, <laughs> brag about it or something, but uh, no. Uh, honestly, this looks fantastic. The fact that I'm able to change up the, uh, the fact that I'm able to change the uh, color temperature and the brightness is, I love it. I love it a lot. And, uh, you know, whenever I want to, I've also got the Elgato Stream Deck XL because uh, we're pretty, I don't know about everyone else, but to me, I, I, I'm taking this show a bit more seriously. Uh, honestly, uh, there have there there has been talks that uh, Arsene Montesdico, aka the hentai overlord himself, uh, him and I are gonna get together. We're gonna get back together and uh, work on the uh, what was the former Panda Master podcast. I'm renaming it. Don't want to give out the name right now. I don't know if I already did, but uh, we're uh, we're gonna get back to the gaming podcast at some point. However, at this moment, films seems to be like my main focus, anyways. And I feel like this is, I, I, I honestly feel like I should have started this sooner, but I just didn't have the filmy friends to, to do the show with, so. Also, oh wow. I completely forgot that, you see, I love this. Because now I'm using studio mode now, it's, uh, it's a bit different. So I completely forgot that uh, I was on the, on the main uh, screen. I was supposed to be on the Fate cam and... Uh, this is fantastic. We're, we're, this is fantastic. I th I'm pretty sure I ran into this issue when uh, recording the Ratchet and Clank video. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, this is a show where uh, we uh, normally we grab a beverage. Uh, currently, it is Saturday and it is 10.46 a.m. We started a little late because we were trying to figure out what was going on with Drew's camera. Wasn't working. He was like, nah, dude, I'm not gonna be on here unless we do this right. And he wants to get the 4K. He wants he wants to be the producer in 4K. So I was like, okay, fine, that's cool. Uh, I ate uh, Fruit Loops, you know, uh, uh, drank milk. Definitely need to drink more water. Definitely need to drink more water. I'm, uh, I've, it's been rough for me these past couple of weeks. So haven't really gotten a chance. Also the sweater. The sweater is gone. Uh, not gone. It's currently gone for cleaning because uh, I got something on it. I'm not gonna discuss it, but uh, let's just say it got wet. Nothing sexual or anything, but uh, it, it, it got wet, so. I don't know where I was going though with this. Um, gosh, what was I gonna say now? I can't even remember. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, uh, of course, uh, how, how does the show work? What's going on? Uh, I just realized. Today is Saturday. I know what you're all are thinking. F filming Fate, it's Saturday. And you and it's Fate's Filming Friday. What's going on? It's Fate's Filming Friday is on Saturday. It's because, ladies and gentlemen, last night was the 13th annual Sonoma County Student Film Festival in which uh, I had submitted my film and I got in and people watched it. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. Didn't win anything, but it was certainly a lot of fun. Uh, however, I will leave a link in the description below later on 
uh, because it is a dedication to my friend who recently passed away. And so uh, uh, if you if you watch it, you know, that'd be very supporting. That that'd mean a lot to me. Uh, don't watch it just for me. Uh, definitely watch it for my friend as well, because he definitely he was going through a rough time and uh, he wasn't talking to me. Not because we had anything going on, but because of the fact that he was just, he just didn't want to be on social media. He didn't want to do anything. So I gave him a space and uh, it's rough. It's rough. So uh, let's not, uh, before I start tearing up, let's not, uh, let's not let that affect the show. Uh, so yeah, so that's why I'm doing it on a Saturday. This won't happen all the time. Uh, this only happens in very, very worst case scenarios. Uh, I was planning on doing the show on Thursday, but then on Thursday was a really, really bad day anyways. So I just, I did not, I didn't want to do it. So, uh, yeah. So here's how the show goes, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, so we're going to start with the weekly binge report, which is my own list of things that I've seen, which includes like movies, what movies I binged, what TV shows I binged. Uh, and then uh, we're gonna actually, we're gonna take a five minute break. We're starting with this episode. Uh, we're gonna take a five minute break for all of you audio listeners uh, who are gonna listen to this later on on your favorite podcast platforms. Uh, you won't have to wait for this five minute uh, uh, break. This is only for the stream because uh, we have a lot to cover uh, or I have a lot to cover. And so that's why I wanna take a break. And also I do need to rehydrate. So yeah. And then uh, after the break, uh, we'll move on to the main show, which, ladies and gentlemen, is very, very, very... The, the list is incredibly long, and yes, that is what she said. You know what I realized? I need to get a soundboard thing on, on the stream deck. Because slowly, uh, we're, we're all starting to understand and realize that at some point in time, we're not going to be able to meet all the time, uh, me and Sean. And so I'm slowly starting to admit it. And I'm slowly starting to understand like, this is probably what's going to happen because we're both about to get extremely busy. However, I feel like personally, I want to do the show just so I can get all my feelings out. Um, because that that's what my short film was about the whole the, the whole idea of it is that like reaching out to someone and just sharing because uh when you have no one you talk in your head you talk to yourself you talk as if you know someone's sitting here but no one's sitting here so it's just how it is but uh yeah after the main show of course we'll move on to the weekly binge spinner however that's what we normally do uh, I've already decided on what I'm doing next week, though. So, uh, no binge spinner this week. Uh, also because, you know, John Recibo is not here. No one's here. And also, uh, we do have a lot to cover. So, uh, let's just, let's just dive right in to the weekly binge report. And this is going to be very exciting, ladies and gentlemen, because... Uh, hmm. That's interesting. Apparently... Huh. Well. Apparently that wasn't... Okay. I am somewhat surprised. I didn't... You see, I had assumed that it was... Already worked on, but apparently not. Uh, alright. We got it. I got it fixed, I think. I think I got it fixed, did I? Let's make some minor adjustments. Uh, 
Sorry, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, this is gonna this is gonna be a little slow because uh, I'm currently working with new equipment and I do need to get used to it. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the weekly binge report. Now, no, no one's in the live chat. However, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna list out all of them. Sadly, uh, we're not gonna play the guessing game. Sadly. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, we have 10 items on this week's binge report, starting with The Graduate, Torchwood, Season 4, Miracle Day, Godzilla vs. Kong, 10 Things I Hate About You, Oceans 11, Oceans 12, Oceans 13, Oceans 8, Ted Lasso, Season 1, and finally, I, Tanya. So, uh, uh, you all must be wondering, filming for Tay. Where's Falcon and the Winter Soldier? Where's Where's uh, Mighty Jack's Game Changers? Where's Where's Young Rock? Where's Blackish? Uh, another thing that we're changing, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> this This is the, This is the motif of of this week's episode. Is the whole That's That's the reoccurring bit here. Is like, okay, here's something that's changed. <laughs> oh, hey, look the 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 subscriber count changed. But for the better, though. For the better. It did change for the better. Did change for the better. Got two subscribers since then. Very, very appreciative to all who uh, subscribed. Um, I love how I forgot what I was, what I was talking about. Oh, that's right. Uh, we were uh, talking about changes. Completely forget what I changed, though. You see, this is why I have co-hosts on, because then otherwise... Let's see here. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. My, my apologies. My apologies, ladies and gentlemen. My apologies. Uh, I will. I, I promise I will cut this out later on uh, when uploading the, to the podcast platforms. Uh, so we're not doing the, the episodes because, first of all, spoilers, which is short. All the other binge report items do have spoilers as well. However, this is so very recent. Uh, it, it doesn't make any sense to talk about it because also this is the binge the binge report i'm putting emphasis on binge because uh it, it, these are all the things that i haven't seen right i haven't seen the graduate i haven't seen torchwood i haven't seen well godzilla versus kong is an exception because uh i've been it's a it's a new film and i want to talk about it uh 10 things i hate about you Ocean, the oceans films which was on the Bin Spinner, uh, Ted Lasso season one, and uh, Itania was for uh, film appreciation class. Also, The Graduate was for film appreciation class. So, uh, yeah, let's just dive right into the uh, the binge report, ladies and gentlemen. Starting with The Graduate, and look at that, ladies and gentlemen. How cool is this? I get my own screen. You un you see you see me. Yeah, yeah, you uh, you see what uh, what the uh, what film I'm what what item on the binge where I'm talking about? You have to admit, y'all, 
Shit's getting pretty crazy. Just got real. I mean, damn. Uh, I'm going to make this pretty quick. Uh, about the graduate. Also, <laughs> another thing that is changing, ladies and gentlemen. No more... No more filmy, uh, the, no more, uh, uh, Fate head ratings. It's not worth it. I just want to talk about the films. Uh, honestly, I like all of them. So. Eee. Uh, let's get into it. So, The Graduate. So, for those who haven't seen The Graduate, um, basically, it's about, uh, there's, this college graduate who comes home and uh, not in this order. This is a very, very, very brief, simplified summary of what, what happens in the film. Basically, uh, Ben, I can't even remember his last name. Uh, the, uh, college graduate Ben comes back home and he has no idea what he wants to do with his life. And then I don't know where one of his uh, parents' friends... Uh, Mrs. Robinson seduces him and they have an affair and then uh, Ben falls in love with Elaine, Mrs. Robinson's daughter and uh, stuff happens. Uh, I'm not going to really give out all of it because we do have to move along but um, to be completely honest it was definitely uncomfortable for me. It was most definitely uncomfortable for me. I, I, I don't know. I wouldn't put this in my favorite, you know, my favorites list it's definitely a good film. It's definitely a good example of filmmaking. Uh, however, if I I didn't really like it as much as you know, as normally you're like, whoa, film Fate likes everything. Not everything. Uh, the Graduate was a little tense. The acting from Dustin Hoffman was, eh. It was it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Not gonna lie, a little uh, awkward, of course, <laughs> very awkward. Um, but. I thought the cinematography was fantastic. I thought the lighting was really good. The sound design. I thought it was. I thought it was a good movie. I just didn't like it personally, but I. I thought it was a good movie. I thought it was a good movie. So, uh, but yeah. Um. The only reason why I put this on the binge report was because of the fact that I had seen it for film appreciation and technically that is a film that I have not seen. So. Uh, yeah, anyways, I guess we should just, uh, move on to the next item on the print report, that being Torchwood Season 4, Miracle Day. It's so cool. This is so, so cool. This is really extremely cool. Very much cool. So, Torchwood Season 4. Um, it's, so from the past two seasons of Torchwood, it hasn't been the same as we always know it. Uh, with Torchwood Miracle Day, uh, coming out in 2011, I don't remember when, uh, hold on, let me see, I can actually look this up. Uh, Torchwood, I don't remember when Torchwood, uh, season three came out. Uh, season three release date. 2009. So about two years later, uh, definitely from what I saw from Miracle Day, production budget definitely went up. It most definitely went up. The production quality went up. It got better. Uh, we're using better uh, camera equipment. We're definitely using better 
just it, it, it felt really good. It, I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. Very thrilling. Definitely thrilling. I thought it was very interesting. And how like it's like filled with mystery, but it's not all aliens. I really enjoyed it. I very much enjoyed it. I am definitely definitely sad that um Torchwood, uh there's not a season five of Torchwood. Uh but no, uh, if look, here's the thing. If you all like Doctor Who, I think you're really going to like Torchwood. If you like, you know, serious drama, Torchwood, Torchwood is the way to go. Uh, it's on HBO Max for those who would like to binge it. Uh, there are four seasons and uh, man, it's uh, it's it's really good. It's really good. I don't have much to say. I thought the character development was really good. I thought uh i i just loved it i just loved it being a doctor who fan it's just like it's an automatic like win like this is it chief like i like it so i heard that i heard rumors that season five is going to be happening if so i'm down for it i'm all for it so uh yeah torchwood miracle day very exciting very much exciting also that ending is like how the heck how, how do you leave such a cliffhanger like that for how do you how do you leave it for about how many years 10 years ladies and gentlemen let me make this clear it's been 10 years since torchwood season four torchwood miracle day has been out i mean i don't know about you but a season five or a continuation of the story is way long overdue Way long overdue. I don't want to get into too much spoilers because it's definitely... I definitely think you should watch it for yourself. I thought the twists were really good. I thought the the the, the, the plot twists were very enjoyable. Uh, it was definitely... You, know, uh, you know, there was at times where I was just like, mm, I hate this person. And... Uh, yeah, no. I, I, I just enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun. I'm sorry. It's super early in the morning. I have very little to low energy here. And of course, I'm I'm doing this all by myself, so I'm a little bit I'm a wee bit sad. So Yeah, but anyways, Torchwood Miracle Day, if you if you've seen the first two seasons of Torchwood uh or first three, I should say, you should definitely watch it. I mean, you should obviously watch it. If you if you've already seen all three seasons, you should definitely watch it. Uh, if you like Doctor Who and you're like, mm, what should I watch next? Uh, Torchwood. Torchwood is a good way to go. If not, then... I mean, you got the Sarah Jane Adventures, which I assume I'll watch at some point, but not right now. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what? Uh, now, you must be wondering, like, oh, if it's, hey, is this better than the first three? Um, I wouldn't say it's better than the first two. I definitely think it's better than three. I thought season three was weird. There was aliens literally using children as pot. And I was like, they were literally getting high off of kids. And I was like, really? I mean, I just assumed there was a more violent and gory kind of, you know, um, uh, uh, meaning behind it or uh, plan behind it, you know, just like 
I thought I thought there, there there was a way more very uh, torturing uh, scheme behind it, but no, it was it was just oh hey look, uh, kids are now uh, weed. I was just like really. So that's what I'm gonna say. I thought Miracle Day was way better than uh, the third season of Torchwood, despite the fact that Torchwood definitely had the, its moments. Miracle Day is definitely better. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the next item on the binge report, that being Godzilla versus Kong. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't watch my show regularly, that's okay. Uh, one thing, and for those who do watch the show regularly, uh, this is a repeat. Here's the thing. I watch films and TV through two lenses. The first lens being for fun. Like, throw all logic aside, just enjoying the film or the TV series. And then there's the second lens, which is filmmaking, filmmaker, absorbing. Uh, not absorbing, sorry. I had it at the tip of my tongue. Oh my gosh. Just analyzing. Um, no, that, that's not the word, but observing. Not absorbing. I was there. It sounds familiar. It sounds very similar. Absorbing. Observing. Absorbing. Observing. So... The second lens is for observing the film, like the cinematic the techniques, the sound design, the lighting, all that kind of good stuff. Uh, and so this film, I watched it through the fun lens because this, this film, in my opinion, should never be watched through the, um, the second lens, the, the observing lens. Unless if you're a VFX artist, if you're a VFX artist for films and want to be a VFX artist, this is definitely a good film to watch. However, if you're a filmmaker, you care about aperture, you care about the, the framing, you care about the lighting, you care about the acting, don't watch this film. Don't watch it. Don't do it. Because it, I can already see people who... Sorry, I'm checking out my pet. Uh, people who are going to be, you know, people who are filmmakers who's going to observe the film is going to be like, this is a pretty bad film. So here's my written mini review that I did on the night uh, of when I watched it, which was, I watched it on HBO Max early in the morning at that, or actually when it came out at 12 o'clock. Uh, on my on my giant on my uh, 65 inch OLED TV, very very nice, very liked it. Uh, do of course I do apologize for reading off of a written review. That's from me, by the way. What a movie! Normally, I'd wait till Friday to, to discuss the film, but here's a mini review. Despite the fact that IGN called it quote good. I thought it was effing awesome. It had humor, emotion, great VFX, awesome fight sequences, and most importantly, a great narrative. It's not the best film, 
but I loved all the twists in the film and definitely enjoyed the human scenes. They're de- they're definitely more better than uh, uh, the sorry let me rephrase the human scenes are much better in Godzilla vs Kong than uh, the human scenes in uh, Godzilla King of the Monsters. It's a shame that I didn't watch this in a theater, but I choose to stay safe rather than be at risk. If COVID wasn't a thing, you bet your Uncle Jim, I would have still watched it at midnight on release day in a theater. Just to be clear, I watched this on my 65-inch OLED TV and not on my phone. A movie like this should not be watched on a phone, unless if that's the only thing you have to watch content on, then that's okay. Other than that, if you want a fun, little emotional, somewhat thrilling time, watch Godzilla vs. Kong. It's awesome. Now I'm going to go sleepy time. Have a good morning, everybody. And smiley face. So here are the pros. And this is from the front lens, ladies and gentlemen. It's not from the... the uh... Actually, you know what? No, it, it's from a both. It's a 3D effect here. You know, the red and blue glasses. So uh, let's go. We'll, let's start with the pros here. So I love the cinematography. I love the emotion between uh, uh, Kong and the little girl. Oh, fantastic. It was fantastic. They didn't speak a single word. Yet they they expressed they addressed a lot of emotion. Fantastic. I love the VFX. I mean, come on. This is a v, VFX uh, 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 a spectacle. Like this this like you're you're going to the movie theater to watch this on the biggest screen possible. Uh, the fight sequence says, although it was very very uh, few, it was very good to me. Uh, the lighting, uh, the, the color and the lighting, both. It's just, it's really good. It's very good, especially with that, the the scene in uh, the scene in. I don't remember if it was Hong Kong or Tokyo. I'm pretty sure. I feel like it was Hong Kong, but I might be wrong. Hey, Godzilla versus Kong in Hong Kong. Maybe I might be wrong. And now I'm rhyming this song. And I have a large... Nope. Not doing that. Uh, <laughs> I apologize, ladies and gentlemen. For those who just listened to that, I apologize with with all my heart. I apologize for that joke. That was extremely terrible joke. I know for a fact that Sean or Steven would have laughed at that. But uh, personally, uh, I... I I went a little too far. I feel like I crossed a line there, but um, yeah, no, the color and the lighting, I thought, you know, in the city scene, very, very nice. I loved it. It was so good. Uh, entertaining story. I liked the story. It was definitely entertaining. Uh, you know, not critically acclaimed, of course, but definitely entertaining. Uh, great plot twists. Definitely. Um, kind of both unexpected and expected uh, with the twist. Uh, I'm not gonna uh, spoil it for anyone. Anyone who wants to watch this, go to your local theater or go on HBO Max and watch it for yourself before, uh, you know, before I spoil it for you. I'm not gonna spoil this bit, but, um, uh, the expansion of the MonsterVerse with, with all, whatever happens in Godzilla vs. Kong, I think is, it's good. I, I think it's really good. I, I, I like how they executed it. Uh, they definitely could have come up with something better, but they still, it still worked. It still worked. So, 
now, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the cons, though, because there were definitely some bits that I did not like. The pace was a little too fast. The pace was a little too fast. Uh, I thought that they could have slowed it down a bit. I understand, like, uh, how many how many minutes is it? What's the runtime for Godzilla versus Kong? Wow, about two, about two hours, like an hour and fifty three minutes. I feel like they could have gone a little bit more, maybe like two hours and ten minutes. Add a little bit more. I would have been okay. That would have been great. But once again, like I said, I enjoyed the film. I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to be a big deal if they, you know, had it, had more screen time or not. Uh, but yeah, the pacing was was a little too fast for me, at least. Uh, human scenes remain to be small and at times unnecessary. Uh, I know a lot of people keep giving hate to Millie Bobby Brown for, for this. First of all, uh, hate the character, not the actor. Hate the character, not the actor. And this is exactly what's happening with Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Ladies and gentlemen, this is rough. And, and this is a small little segment that I'm about to, you know, bring into here. But Wyatt Russell is a bloody fantastic actor. He's doing his job, right? He's playing uh, uh, the new Captain America. And... Honestly, he couldn't do a much better job because he's supposed to act as a character, a character that you're supposed to hate. And he's doing his job. He's doing his job. And now everyone's hating on him now. Well, not everyone. Sorry. I apologize. I apologize. I'm not watching my mouth right now. Uh, uh, some people have been sending him death threats to which I say, what the fuck? Have some fucking common sense. Like think think because this is an actor who's getting paid to act he's not actually like this in real life okay so y'all need to calm down what's that phrase slow your roll whatever it is i don't know the point is is i'd like to copy that whole thing with millie bobby brown she's doing her job if she got the direction that's what she does. I don't know why most people are like, Millie Bobby Brown sucks in God the Godzilla films. She's part of the narrative, so that's why I'm not complaining about her too much. Were some of the scenes unnecessary? Absolutely. They didn't need to be in there. They did not need to be in there. But however, it, it's there. And I got through it. I don't know. I don't know what else to say about it, but... Uh, yeah, let's move on to the next con, uh, which is this is minor. This is a minor con, ladies and gentlemen. But I didn't exactly know who won. I I didn't know who won. Did Godzilla win? Did Kong win? Did Mecha Godzilla win? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Uh... And of course, uh, the, the last con is uh, the leak, ladies and gentlemen. The leak of Mecha Godzilla being in Godzilla vs. Kong ruined the movie for me. It spoiled the movie for me. First of all, I have to say, whatever the toy manufacturer, whoever they are, 
calm down, slow down. Before releasing and putting a placeholder up, you should probably think about the fact that, and this is why I think like, if you're gonna release a, a video game or a, a, a toy or any kind of merchandise, you should probably wait until the film is out for the next like week or two. Like let people watch this film and then roll out your merch. Yeah, that that's what I'm gonna say. That's what I'll say. Godzilla vs. Kong was spoiled for me. I knew what was gonna happen. Well, there was a really good twist with them how like, oh, he took the uh, uh the the what's the Monster Zero or something like that. Took his uh, took his conscience and started beating the shit out of Godzilla and then Kong comes in and fucking beats the shit out of him. I thought that was a very hype moment. However, uh, very good twist, though. I like that twist that, like, oh, it wasn't the human controlling it anymore. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, by, by next week, I will have the... Um, I'll have a spoiler warning at the, at the beginning of every show, just so you know that this show is containing spoilers in which... Uh, if you don't want to be spoiled, go, go to a different episode. Um, but yeah, no. Other than that, Godzilla vs. Kong, very nice. Very, very nice. Uh, I can't wait for the next uh, Godzilla. Just the next monster film in general. I'm just super excited for it. So, uh, yeah. All right, here we go. I get to play with the... I get to play with OES again. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to make this very quick with this next one. The next item in the video report is 10 things I hate about you. First of all, I'm just going to say this right now. It's beautiful. It's fantastic. This is definitely in my top five, top five favorite high school rom-com films. Yep, there. I said it. I said it. Boom, right, right, right off the gate, right off the bat. It's heartbreaking. It's heartwarming. It's really good. Uh, you know, um... It, uh, oh my gosh, the the scene where uh, Patrick, aka or Heath Ledger playing Patrick, literally pays a marching band, pays the school band uh, during soccer practice of uh, the girl Cat, played by. I know her last name is Styles. That's something I know. Julia Styles. Sorry, I couldn't process that. Julia Styles. She's having soccer practice, and she's pissed off at Patrick. Heath Ledger, my man, does a, he sings "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You," and to be honest, that is the best cover that I've heard, and I've listened to that fifty plus times. There. That's it. That's all I have to say. I thought this was fun. If you're a big fan of Heath Ledger, if you were a fan of, you know, him and The Dark Knight, you need to watch 10 Things I Hate About You. That's what I'll say. Completely changing the pace, completely changing the theme, the, 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 the genre. Heath Ledger does a fine job. Does a fine job. It's fantastic. Rest in peace, Heath Ledger. Also, I'm, I'm just going to move this over here. This is getting annoying. <laughs> uh, but anyways... Let's move on to the next item on the binge report. I'm very excited about this.
I had a fun time with this one. The next item on the video for is Ocean's Eleven. So, once again, don't have a lot to talk about these because I didn't really write any notes about these films. But, um, once again, through the fun lens here, uh, I loved... I love the story. It's so good. I love George Clooney. Uh, I love uh, Brad Pitt. Matt Damon was was interesting in this film, nonetheless. Uh, you know what? The one complaint that I had with with all three of the Ocean's films before Ocean's Eight, Don Cheadle having a British accent. That's the only complaint that I have. Is like, why? Why did I? Why? Did he have to? <sighs> but anyways, actually, you know what? This is actually going to apply to all three of the Oceans films. Uh, there are very fun heist movies. If you love like heist, crime, robbery kind of films, Oceans, they, you should have you, you, you have to see Oceans, the Oceans films. It's really, really good. Very, very entertaining. I liked it. I love the plot twists. I love the twists, right? It's like, oh, they're leading you to to expect this one thing, but at the, the the last minute, tables have turned. You're like, oh shit! Like I got out. I I was sitting. I was laying on my bed watching it, and I jumped up and I almost broke my MacBook. I was like, woo! So uh, for those who want to watch Oceans, all the Oceans films are on HBO Max. Go check it out. Also, we're not sponsored. I'm just letting you all know. We're to binge. Uh, but yeah, Ocean's Eleven. In terms of like rating the ranking the Ocean's films, this is definitely at number one. It's original, and it's really really good. Moving on to the next item on the binge for that being Ocean's Twelve. I'm going to say this right off the bat. I didn't enjoy it as much as the other films. I thought that... Uh, I thought it was very funny that they got uh, Tess Ocean, who's played by Julia Roberts, to you know, play as Julia herself, Julia Roberts. I thought that was very funny. I thought that was really, really good. It was so much fun. Like, oh my gosh. The amount of thought process he probably had to have like it's so it would be so weird of me like playing okay i'm playing this 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 person and i'm supposed to play as you know myself it, it's so weird and it was so much fun i love that bit and uh also i love the plot twist just all the once again like i said all these films i love all the plot twists like when they when when the twist appears when they when when you see the twist happen you you lose it. You're like, oh shit. Okay. All right. Okay. So very very good. Very very nice. Very very nice. So uh, we should probably move on to the next film. That being Ocean's Thirteen. Now I I I'm gonna be honest. I enjoyed this film a little bit more than Ocean's 12. Actually, actually you know what? I enjoyed it a little bit, oh, a bit more. A bit, bit more 
than uh, Ocean's Twelve because this is like this is the last film that they all did together, and I love the character because of the fact that the character development development of uh, Matt Damon's character uh, uh, Lucius. Give me a second. Give me a second, everybody. Okay, I'm not... I am not really... Uh, Lucius... Linus! <clears throat> His name was Linus. Linus has a really good character development throughout all three of the films. And in this one, he goes all out. He is... He's basically ready to manage a crew... They're probably going to come out with Caldwell's uh, 11, which should never happen, ladies and gentlemen. Warner Brothers, don't get any ideas from me, okay? It's Ocean, Danny Ocean. He's the only man who should be doing this stuff. Uh, I liked I liked the whole chemistry between Brad Pitt and everyone. I think, personally, if I were to play a character in any Ocean's film, it would be Brad Pitt's character, Rusty. Oh, that's right. Uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones was in the second one. I completely forgot about that. Uh, also very uh, fun to see that... Uh, you see, you know what I can actually... You know what I can actually do? I can actually just go back over here and I can actually... You know what I can do? I can actually just do this. We're back on Ocean's 12. I'm sorry for all the uh, back and forth. You probably aren't going to be watching this or listening to this anyways, but I'm still going to let it out there. Uh, I really like the relationship between uh, Rusty and uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones' character. I think her name was Elizabeth. Or was it Abigail? I'm going to say it's Elizabeth. This is my own little personal bet here. Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Isabel! Was it? So I, 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 I had the idea, right? You see what I was going through. You see where I was going. Abigail, Isabel. Boy, life is going great, isn't it? Uh, no, but let's keep on going. Let's keep on going, ladies and gentlemen. It's been an hour now. So, uh. So that's what that's also another thing that I like about Oceans Twelve. Uh, I apologize that we're we aren't going into depth. That's because we're currently being rushed by the time and also by the main show. So um, Oceans Thirteen, I thought it was definitely more interesting. Definitely a lot more fun twists. Uh, you know, you you got freaking uh, Al Pacino in this. Very interesting to see him again. Uh, the way how they did my boy Ruben, I would have fucked him up. I'm just saying. Because Ruben is... He's a wholesome guy. And I love his cameo in our next item on the Minge Report. That being... I gotta click on this. Ocean's 8. Let me tell you something. I'm gonna put Ocean's 8 at, at second place. This is this is this is the second place. This is second. First being Oceans Eleven, Oceans Eleven, Oceans Eight, Oceans Thirteen, Oceans Twelve. 
Ocean's 8 is so fucking good. It's so fucking good. The I thought it was I thought it was very interesting that instead of this being a reboot or a remake, this is a continuation. Debbie uh Debbie Ocean played by Sandra Bullock is uh Danny Ocean played by George Clooney. That's her his br- uh sister. Danny Ocean is her brother, which I thought was very interesting. Very interesting. They're expanding and it's a lot of fun. So much fun. Also, I mean, Ocean's Eight got my she's they've got Kate Blanchett in there, which for those who don't know, Kate Blanchett was one of my and still is one of my childhood crushes. Celebrity crushes, I should say. Like if I were to have a cup of coffee with her, or a cup of hot cocoa, whew. bucket list check. Like, ah, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be happy for the rest of my life. But uh, no, Ocean's Eight. So many twists. Uh, definitely, it could be better. I'm not gonna lie. It definitely had its downs. Uh, but Ocean's Eight is a lot of fun. It's most certainly a lot of fun. Uh, they I, let's let's see the cast here. I know what the cast is, but I'm still gonna look it up anyways, just for So uh, there's Sandra Bullock, Anna Hathaway, and Kate Blanchett, uh, Rihanna, uh, Sarah Paulson, Elena Bonham Carter, and Mindy Kaling, and uh, oh, also Aquafina. All the roles are great in this film. Like, there's not a single role that was underused. All of them had had their fair share of screen time. It was fantastic. I loved it. Ocean's 8, fantastic film. That's what I'll say about it. Wow, we're already like... Oh, wow, we got like two left. Oh, boy, here we go. Oh, man. I'm about to... Excuse me. I'm about to... I'm about to get real here ladies and gentlemen the second to last item on the binge part is ted lasso now ladies and gentlemen if you're having a rough time in covid and if you're if you want a wholesome yet funny yet emotional tv series you need you need to watch ted lasso this hit hard the most because when I had seen Ted Lasso, I remember the commercials of Jason Sudeikis playing Ted Lasso uh, for, for, you know, for the NBC sports commercials when they were having uh, uh, football or soccer football on, uh, on NBC sports. And uh, he was playing such a very annoying, uh, 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 very, you know, like he was a wanker in that situation. He was a wanker for sure. Um, but no, I when I first saw the the trailer, when I first saw the promotions, I had assumed that Ted Lasso was going to be about uh, this football coach learning and understanding, uh, 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 you know, uh, soccer and trying to. Uh, uh, Learn and then teach the the or not teach but but coach the the team uh, uh, AFC Richmond and man 
this this I thought it was gonna be cringy. I thought it was gonna be like all laughs and no story. This is all story. Apple TV Plus. This one's a banger. This one's a banger for sure. I'm really glad I had uh, uh, my year of uh, a uh, Apple TV Plus. I'm glad I watched it in that you know time frame before it expired. But uh, currently, my favorite shows on a a Apple TV Plus has to be uh, well now at number one. Now it's Ted Lasso, of course. But uh, coming at second is uh, Mythic Quest: Ravens Banquet because of my love for uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia and for of course the video game industry and uh, of course Rob McElhenney. Danny Putty. It's fantastic. Ted Lasso. Oh man. It's like you 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 at first start to think, hmm, this this couldn't get any better. It gets so much better. It gets so much better as you keep going. It's so much better. It's so good. Honestly, and and it, it breaks your heart at times. It's so like heavy hitting. Like, oh, This hit hard. This hit hard. I was like, oh my god. The screenwriting, the character development, everything is on point. I could not be more happier. Every episode, you get a smile on your face. If you don't get a smile on your face, go read a book. Go read a book. Take a walk. Drink coffee. Because if you don't think Ted Lasso is a good show, or if you don't, like, you don't get happy when you watch a single episode. A single episode of Ted Lasso. You shouldn't be watching TV. You shouldn't, you shouldn't be watching... Uh, to, go watch the History Channel. Go watch what, what the Discovery Channel. Or Discovery Kingdom. Whatever it is. Go do that. I'm sorry if I'm being very harsh with you all. But... um, Ted Lasso is it. This is it, Chief. This is it. This is it. Ah, gosh. Uh, you know what I'd say? You know, I remember uh, Sean, uh, Sean and Drew asking me, like, oh, if there was a show in which I wanted to come here or play a character. Sorry for the loud music outside, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, if I wanted to play a character, it would be Ted Lasso. Ted Lasso is the perfect... Uh, it's like a mirror. It's like, that's how, that's how I am with other people is like, you know, like, I'm always happy with everyone, despite all the criticism that I might get at times, or uh, despite, like, what people think of me, I'm always just, you know, staying happy and all. Like, you know, and everyone else is serious in this series, and Ted Lasso is respectful to everyone. He respects everyone. He respects uh, Nate, who, who, by the way, also, he has the best character development as well in in this series specifically it is so fucking good and you know what for for a brief moment temporarily i'm bringing back the the fate head rating uh fate head rating a hundred out of five fate heads for fucking sure that's all i have to say if you have if you don't have apple tv plus get a get a uh uh uh, get a trial, get a one week or one month, whatever you have, whatever trial you get, get the trial 
and binge Ted Lasso. There's 10 half-hour episodes. Go watch that. Like, this is it, Chief. They renewed it for season three. I could not be happier. Three seasons. There's going to be three seasons, including this one. So, so one, two, three. I'm down. I'm down for it. Bring it on. Uh, definitely, I, I, I do have my worries that, you know, at some point I might... Eh, they might mess up, but no. I'm I'm really having expectations. I'm really having a lot of hope that this the 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 I assume the remaining uh two series the the two seasons are gonna they're gonna be bangers just like the first one for sure. All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's move on to the final item on the binge and then we'll move on to our uh, five minute break. That being, I Tanya. Now I had to watch this for a. Uh, I had to watch this for film appreciation class. Uh, I, Tanya, I gotta say, first of all, bravo to, to uh, both Margot Robbie and Sebastian Stan. Well done. Well done. Is this a film that I like? Not in particular. I definitely, you know, I'm glad that I watched it for sure. Although I wouldn't put this in like my, oh my gosh, like I wanna rewatch this. Well, I would rewatch it. But I mean, like, this isn't like, oh, if someone asked me, oh, what's your favorite Margot Robbie film? I, I'd i probably say something else. Yeah. I I personally, because I'm just not really liking the whole, you know, um, you know, uh, a husband abusing their wife or something. I don't really like that. And I know it's history. I know it's just a film. But still, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a bit uncomfortable, to be completely honest. And, uh, but no, I, I enjoyed this film very much. I thought it was very like thrilling. It was like, it got my heart pumping and, uh, no, I think this is amazing performance by Margot, Margot Robbie for sure. Very much, very much enjoyed it. Very much enjoyed it. Um, okay. So here's what we're going to do. Ladies and gentlemen, what I'm going to do is I need to see. Let's see, is this going to work or not? Could this work? Maybe it could. Maybe it can. Or maybe it can't. Who knows? Um, so give me a moment here while I, while I set everything up here. So, okay. All right. Uh, so... We're we're gonna uh, we're gonna take a short break, ladies and gentlemen. I think I'm gonna take like two more minutes, so then we can be on point. So we'll be back at like you know, eleven forty uh, eleven eleven forty five, just so I can get a drink. As you can see, Ugh, lips are getting a little dry. Also, it'll give me time to set up for the next uh, for the, for the main show. It'll help me set up. Uh, and uh, last thoughts on Itania though. Uh, you know, I say it's un uncomfortable, but I think it's a very, uh, it's a very thrilling story. I, I think it's a very uh, uh, uplifting story. Like the injustices, like it, she's gone through the just uh, Tanya Harding herself is like she's gone through so much shit, and you know it's man that that film was rough. So. <laughs> yeah, I I I really like the film. I really like the film. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take our five-minute break, and then we'll be back at 11.45.
enjoy the elevator music. Uh, but if you don't want to enjoy it, go, go to the bathroom, grab a drink, grab a snack, and uh, I'll see you at 11.45, everybody. Uh, we are now moving on to uh, the main show uh, where we, uh, we talk about all the filming news happening uh in the past week however since it's been the past two weeks uh this is a this list is very 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 long because ladies and gentlemen we have 21 items on the main show <laughs> oh gosh oh man i don't know how i'm gonna do this all by myself but uh no worries we're still gonna get through it of course ladies and gentlemen press the button uh, we're going to start with our main st uh, first story on the main show. That being, new Transformers movie coming from DC Blue Beetle director. So, here's what I have to say about this. First off, uh, all the articles are from IGN. So, go on IGN.com and uh, you can find this article. Uh, this is by uh, J.K. Murphy, of course. Um... So I'm going to read the article and then we'll, we'll keep continue going. Also, I'm going to work on an overlay in which uh, uh, you can see both me and the article. So we'll figure that all out. But right now, let's read this. So uh, Paramount continues to double down on its Autobots business. Uh, Angel Emmanuel uh, Soto, uh, the director of last year's teen drama Charm City Kings, uh, is set to direct a new standalone Transformers film, Per the Hollywood Reporter, Marco Ramirez is attached to write the script. While plot details are being kept under wraps, the project is being developed outside of the universe, established by previous mainline Transformers movies. The story will not connect to Michael Bay's five movies. Oh. I don't know if that was my shoe for my, my pet. Uh... As I was saying, uh, the story will not connect to uh, Michael Bay's five movies or the Travis, Travis Knight's 2018 spinoff, Bumblebee. This marks another premiere project for Soto, a rising talent in Hollywood. Last month, it was reported that the director would helm DC's Blue Beetle movie. Production on the superhero film is set to begin in the fall. Uh, like Soto Ramirez has also worked on comic book adaptations, having written for Netflix's Daredevil and served as co-creator and co-showrunner on the streamer's uh, culmination team-up series, The Defenders. He also developed the Twilight Zone reboot with Simon Kinberg and Jordan Peele. Oh. Mm. Uh, so this film is the latest development in Paramount's uh, commitment to positioning Transformers uh, as one of the studio's flagship properties. <laughs> Uh, uh, Paramount and Hasbro's E1 are already developing another Transformers movie that will serve as the seventh entry in the tr franchise's mainline series. Creed 2 director uh, Stephen Cable Jr. will helm the project, which is set scheduled to release on June 24th, 2022. Wow, that's next year. Wow! Uh, an animated prequel to Michael Bay's films set on Cybertron is also in the works with Toy Story 4 director Josh Cooley attached additionally nickelodeon and e1 are developing a new transformers animated series which will consist of 26 half hour episodes okay everyone this is very interesting news uh so let's start with the let's start with the uh, the, uh dc uh, blue beetle director 
working on a new Transformers movie. Uh, as you all know, I love Transformers. It's one of my favorite series. It's one of my most binged series, in fact. Throughout the years, you know, I, I, I'd seen it in like 1080p. And then when I got it, uh, when the 4K streams came out, then I watched it in 4K and it was beautiful. And uh, no, I, I mean, look, I understand. Transformers films aren't the best films. I understand that. But to me, they have a special place in my heart. I love Transformers. I'm not going to let anyone, you know, tell me wrong or change my mind. I just love the the just the scale and just every I, I just love Transformers. I can understand that the last say maybe two films, uh, you know, Transformers for uh, Transformers Age of Extinction and The Last Night, they were somewhat weak for sure. I definitely thought they were weak. I don't think they were as good as the first three films. However, it's just a lot of fun. It's just a lot of fun. You just I just need that escape from reality sometimes. So a very interesting news to see that uh, Blue Beetle director is going to be working on a new Transformers. Very interested to see what happens with it. Uh, in terms of the uh, uh, seventh entry, also very exciting to see. I think the date got pushed. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. I don't know. Sadly, we don't have a fact checker. Have a fact checker anymore. It's just me. This is the this is the official downfall of today's film Fridays, ladies and gentlemen. It's just gonna be me. Uh, uh, very interested to see that they're gonna be developing a new Transformers animated series. I mean, th there's been a couple of Transformers animated series, re uh, you know, in the past few years. They haven't been good, like Transformers: Robots in Disguise. I don't know if it, that was a good one. I know uh, War for Cybertron is definitely interesting, or. Is it War for Cybertron or is it... Oh, hold on. Trans... Transformers... Uh, War, yeah, I was right. It was Transformers War for Cybertron. Uh, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I haven't seen season two yet, so... We'll have to see. Um, But yeah, no, I mean... I don't know what else to say about this other than the fact that, like... Uh, I can't wait to see what they... What happens, I mean... Transformers is such a beloved series to a lot of people, right? A lot of people might hate it, but also a lot of people do love it. So uh, I can't wait to see what they do because also it's been very limited to the Michael Bay, uh, the Michael Bay Transformers universe. So uh, I think it'll be really interesting to create separate universes for uh, uh, for the Michael Bay film, or not? Sorry, not for the Michael Bay films, for the Transformers films. So very much excited, very 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 much excited. Okay, everyone. Uh, I'm actually going to take this one off because I'm not entirely sure if I'm interested in this news. So uh, this is actually going to be a pretty quick one. So no need to worry. No need to worry at all. I am just going to play around with this a bit. That sounds wrong. And... Uh, I, I, I have to get used to this. I have to get used to this. Uh, but anyways, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The next item on the main show is... The next story on the main show is Black Adam release date confirmed. Uh, this is coming from Luke Riley. Or Rayleigh, sorry if I mispronounced your name. Uh, Warner Brothers has announced that Black Adam will hit cinemas on July 29, 2022. No further information was released regarding the long... Uh, just stating... Uh, Dwayne Johnson project, the Warner Brothers tease 
that, quote, the hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. So, uh, uh, the announcement also highlights that fans should expect Black Adam only in theaters, which which would seem to indicate Warner Brothers does intend to eventually pull the pin on its simultaneous HBO Max releases. And, uh, oh, well, this, this has already been confirmed, ladies and gentlemen. This has already been confirmed that, uh, 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 Warner Brothers and HBO Max, they're not going to be doing the whole simultaneous, uh, you know, on a same day streaming and theatrical release. They're not going to be doing that anymore. Uh, it's going to be, um, starting in 2022. Uh, that's going to change. That's going to end, which I guess in a sense is good. If COVID is over by then, the fantastic, I'm, I'm all for it. But um, if not, I do recommend that they stick with it. I mean, there's some people who feel a little uncomfortable going outside now. In fact, I've probably become a germaphobe by now. And I'm not even ashamed to say that. It's, it's just the truth. But anyways, excuse me. Excuse me, everyone. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm super excited for Black Adam. You know, I thought Shazam was fantastic. And I think Dwayne The Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson in general, I think is a perfect person to play Black Adam, in my opinion. I don't know. I could be right. I could be wrong. But I think it, I think it's going to be fantastic. Uh, I, I I saw the news that I saw the news that uh, they he, he started filming they started filming uh, the production just started so uh, very much to see what happens um, but yeah very cool stuff uh, ladies and gentlemen we're gonna move on to the next item or the next story on the main show that being Thor: Love and Thunder adds Russell Crowe to sequel cast this is by Jesse Sheedon or Sheedon I'm. Once again, I apologize for mispronouncing your name if I did. Russell Crowe is set to join the growing list of actors who have appeared in both the MCU and DCEU. Uh, Deadline reports Crowe has joined the cast of uh, Thor Love and Thunder. Deadline describes Crowe's role as a, quote, fun cameo, one Marvel Studios had intended to keep a secret until the film's release. However, with Crowe being spotted with the rest of the film's cast in Australia, it seems the secret is out. The secret is definitely hanging out. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you all. I think other than the Man of Steel films, not films, the Man of Steel film, other than that, I don't think I've ever seen a single Russell Crowe film. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, joining us in the live chat is the amazing Anu KB saying happy Saturday. Happy Saturday, Anu. Oh, it's so it's so lonely in here. Do you see how lonely I am? I mean, look at this. This is ridiculous. We should get you on the show on here. Uh, we're currently in the main show right now. We're talking about Russell Crowe being in uh, the next Thor film, in which I say, cool. <laughs> I mean, he's gonna be a fun cameo, so I guess that's, uh, I, I, I guess that's cool. Um, I thought I should just add it just so people know. Right? There's no harm. There's no harm in, uh, no harm in knowing. Uh, however, this next story, I think is very interesting. Uh, quite a, uh, quite a short one, of course. Uh, let me see. 
showing up as a blank screen right now. Oh, gosh. Please. Please. Plus. Thank you. The next story on the main show, ladies and gentlemen, is Marvel's MODOK cast John Hamm as Iron Man. Now, straight away, I'm just I'm just gonna say this straight away. If John Hamm's playing Tony Stark, fantastic. I love this. I can't wait. It's a Hulu uh, adult uh, adult uh, adult adult a Hulu adult uh, animation show. I can't wait for it. When, when is it coming out? It does not say. That's it. That's the that's the story. Uh, oh, man. Oh, gosh. Oh, I really wanted to talk about this one. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to move on to our next story. This is going to go pretty quickly, very awkwardly quickly, but uh, we do have to get through all of these. So I apologize for that. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, our next story on the main show is... And I'm sorry for the the the, the video. I, can I can I stop it? All right, I can stop it. Apparently, fantastic. Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi cast revealed starts shooting in April. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I was shocked at this casting, and let me say this is a pretty good casting. Uh, Star Wars Obi Wan Kenobi, the show. Uh, the Disney Plus show, following the journey of the galaxy's beloved Jedi Master, starts shooting this April. Joining this announcement, Disney and Lucasfilm have revealed the show's principal cast members. Uh, heading up the cast is, of course, Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan. He's joined by Hayden uh, Christensen, who will once again take up the role of Darth Vader. Oh, wow. Not Anakin Skywalker, just Darth Vader? Okay. Uh, in addition to these headliners, Obi-Wan Kenobi will star... Uh, Moses Ingram, uh, Joel Egerton, uh, uh, Bonnie Pierce, sorry if I mispronounced your name, uh, Camille Nagiani, my, my, my sweetheart, he's awesome, awesome dude, uh, Indra Varma, didn't expect her to be in here, uh, Rupert Friend, O'Shea Jackson Jr., uh, Sung Kang, which I'm gonna say, Sung Sung, sorry, uh, uh, very much surprised by that. Uh, Simone Kessel and Benny Safdie. So, so here it is. Here's the main cast. Very much surprised. Very surprised by this casting. I mean, I was most. Uh, you know what? I'm. I'm not gonna lie with you all. I'm not gonna lie. I thought the casting of uh, Sun Kang was was the most surprising. I did not expect him to be in this. I did not expect him to be in this. But I'm. I'm. Oh, little dude is out. Um, but no, I, I think this is a fantastic casting. I don't th think, uh, the, I mean, obviously they can, you know, they can do much better. They can get better casting. But honestly, this is a fantastic cast. I don't think it should be changed. I think this is fantastic. I love the casting. Can't wait for Obi-Wan. Very much excited for it. Uh, sorry, everyone. I'm sorry. I want to get more into detail with all of these things, but we're only on the sixth item on the uh, uh, on the main show. But we have to keep things going, ladies and gentlemen. It's just how it is, and I apologize. But but I promise uh, the next time when uh, Sean and I are back uh, together on the show, I promise it's gonna be a fun time, and we're most definitely going to be. Uh, 
we're most definitely going to have a fun time. We'll definitely get more into depth. And also, there's just way too many stories. There are just way too many stories. So, uh, oh, give me a second, ladies and gentlemen. Give me a second. Uh, no loud. And I make so our next story on the main show is Mortal Kombat release date delayed. Mm, I don't know how I felt about it. <laughs> when I saw the news, I was like, what's going on here? What's going on? Uh, let's see what they say, though. Uh, this is coming from Matt TM Kim. Uh, the Mortal Kombat movie is delayed a week after Warner Brothers announced the video game adaptation will now be released uh, on April 23rd instead of its original April 16th uh, release date. Excuse me. HBO announced the date change in a press release sent to IGN but did not explain why the date was pushed back a week. And that's what that's so let's talk theories here then. If that's the case, we don't have any exact reason why they would uh, uh, push it push it back. Either it has to be, you know, a VFX thing or an editing situation or product it, it, it has to do something with the production or the marketing or something. It must be something, but I mean one week isn't that bad. But still, it's, I mean, it's, it's one week. And for, I mean, for a lot of people, one week seems like a month when you think about it. So, I mean, well, once again, super excited. I mean, we got, well, what, how many days do we have? 13 days to go. Yeah, well, we were supposed to get this film next week, but we're not getting it next week. So I'm a bit sad. But other than that, I'm all right. I'm okay with that. Take your time, right? Like, take your time. You should never... Uh, you should never, ever, ever rush a film or a game. It's been made very clear that you shouldn't rush anything. You should never rush in life. Have you never read the story of the tortoise and the, the hare? The race? You remember the race? The original race? I don't know where I was going with that. I was going to say like Fast and Furious, the original Fast and Furious, but I was like, but that would make no fucking sense. You see, this is why I have Sean and uh, all my guests on here because they help me out here. Uh, this is really heartbreaking. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the next item or the next story on, sorry. Uh, the next story on the main show is uh, by Adam Bankhurst. Update. Uh, speak of ah, uh, you see, once again, I messed up again. Uh, speaking of delays, uh, there's an update on the Uncharted movie. Apparently, the release date is delayed another week as well. Um, here we go. Update: Sony has announced the Uncharted movie will be released just a bit later than previously announced. Uh, in another shift for the film, the Uncharted film starring Tom Holland will now hit theaters on February 18, 2022, as opposed to February 11th. This latest move 
is one of several small pushes we've seen for Sony Pictures releases, including the one-week delay of Venom, uh, Let There Be Carnage, and the two-month delay for Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Mm, gosh, my, my th- at the end of this show, my throat's going to be really weird. And I don't know why, because always whenever... Uh, oh, wait, but yeah, whenever you know we have Sean or something, you know, he gets to talk and I don't have to say anything. I just listen, and that's why, oh, gosh. But me talking for, like, two hours straight is... I'm definitely going to have to, like, just lay down and work on homework. But anyways, here's the original story. The original story follows. Uh, Sony Pictures has announced that Uncharted, uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, Cinderella, and Peter Rabbit 2, The Runaway, have all been delayed. Uncharted has moved from July 16th to February 11th, 2022, which is now, I believe, February 18th, 2022. Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife has moved from June 11th to uh, from, oh, moved June 11th, 2021, to uh, November 11th, 2021. Cinderella has moved from February 5th, uh, 2021, to July 16th, 2021. Uh, 2021, and uh, Peter Rabbit 2: The Runaway has moved from April 2nd, 2021, to June 11th, 2021. So. Here's what I'll have to say about this. First of all, I had no idea they were working on a Cinderella film. I had no idea. I think the rest of the delays are... They make sense, right? They they don't want to mess this up. So I have I have nothing else to say about this other than the fact that, like... It's definitely a bit sad. But, uh... But, yeah, no. I, I, I honestly think... Uh, sorry, making some adjustments here. I think it's sad, but at the same time, it makes sense. Like, you should definitely not rush anything. You should take your time with it. No, no problemo. Oh, excuse me. Oh, gosh. This is, oh, this is so disrespectful. I'm sorry. I apologize, everyone. Um, trying to find the next story on the main show. Um, if I can just pull this up. Here we go. The next story on the main show is NBC Universal may pull movies from Netflix, HBO Max to boost Peacock. It's coming. Uh, this is written by Julia Alexander. Uh, Comcast is considering removing... NBC Universal Films from streaming platforms like Netflix and keeping upcoming releases for its own Peacock service, uh, according to the to a new Bloomberg report. The Bloom uh, the report uh, arrives at a time when competitors like Warner Media and Disney are using their streaming services to offer subscribers exclusive access to new highly anticipated films. For subscribe oh sorry for subscribers like you and me, this means that movies like Fast Nine. Uh, could stream exclusively on Peacock instead of heading to HBO Max. Uh, currently, Universal has an output deal with HBO Max that gives uh, the streamer, quote, rights to show new Universal uh, Pictures films, or movie stories, uh, about nine months after they leave theaters, according to Bloomberg. Illumination, the studio behind Despicable Me and Minions. Also, Grinch. You're forgetting Grinch. What the heck? You're forgetting Grinch. Uh, it's reportedly has a similar deal with Netflix. Both deals are set to expire at the end of 2021. So, 
it says here that losing access to films like The Secret Life of Pets could also impact Netflix's business, but executives have pub- publicly stated multiple times they're prepared for competitors to pull their films as competition within the streaming landscape. Heat tip. So I think this is good business-wise. I think uh, I, I don't use Peacock at all. I have Peacock. I don't pay for it. I have I have the free tier. I I the rest of the streaming service. Honestly, if you want to have importance for the streaming service, and I keep on telling this uh, to everyone, and I here's the thing: streaming service is a topic that I love to talk about. If you bring up streaming services, we could talk all day. I personally feel like at at some point in time, very soon, hopefully, all the streaming services, HBO Max. Uh, Netflix, or Netflix um, Paramount Plus, yeah, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Disney Plus, uh, Peacock. At some point, they're all going to have to get all of the their films on there, right? Because Fast and Furious films are NBC films; they should be on Peacock, right? You you would assume that they're on Peacock, but no, they're on HBO Max. And then you start to think, hey, if I've got HBO Max, why am I gonna watch it on there? And this is this is the exact feeling that I had with Thirty Rock. I started watching Thirty Rock on Peacock, and then I found out that it was on Prime Video. It was in much better quality, and I already had it. And I was just like, okay, I'm gonna use uh, I'm, I'm I'm gonna use Prime Video instead. And and I feel like HBO Max first of all needs to get all the Harry Potter films back on there. Get them back on there. What's going on? Like, I don't get it. Like, they got all the Ocean's films on there. That's the right move. This is what they should be doing. Uh, uh, Paramount Plus. All the Transformers films. All the Mission Impossible films. They should all be on there. And that's my... And, and you know what? I was uh, I'm, My uh, Paramount Plus uh, review will continue uh, to progress. Because next week, ladies and gentlemen, I am going to be binging the Mission Impossible series. Or the Mission Impossible franchise, sorry. Throat is getting very dry right now. Also very getting sore, very much. But I think that uh I I, I feel like if they if each and every streaming service wants to get more subscribers and they want more importance, it would seem like Peacock wants to get all the fast movies on there to get gain importance and gain attention. That this is the plan. This is the thing. This is what I want from every single streaming service that I pay for, right? HBO Max should have all the Harry Potter films. They should have Speed Racer on there. They should. Excuse me. They should. What What are some uh, the Dark Knight series? The Dark Knight series. They should have it on there. I don't know why it's not on there, but it's but it's not on there. Uh. Mm. And and once again, going back, Paramount Plus. My main complaint about it is the fact that trans there's not a single piece, not a single piece of Transformers content on there. Not even a clip, right? There's nothing. It's like it doesn't. It's like Transformers isn't even a, a Paramount production. Then you have you know like uh, you got the first of all you sure they have the three the first three Mission Impossible films. However, they don't have the the other three. Then they don't. Have, where's Ghost Protocol? Where's uh, 
Uh, where's Rogue Nation? Where's Fallout? Fallout's on uh, Amazon. Rogue Nation, I don't know. Ghost Protocol, I think, is also on. Let's see. Let's figure it out. Okay, so so Ghost Protocol right now is on Hulu. If we go to Rogue Nation, that's on Sling. It's not on any streaming services. Get it on Paramount Plus. What are you guys doing? And then finally, Fallout. I assume it's on Amazon. It's not even on Amazon, I don't think. Yeah, no, it's not even on there. I don't understand what Paramount is doing. I don't know, this is the worst time to talk about this, but this does pertain to the streaming services. Like, I don't know. I don't get it. Uh, there seems to be a, a little piece in the article about Paramount Plus. Let's get back to the uh, article cam here. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. We have an article cam, if you didn't realize. If you haven't been watching the show. We have an article cam. Also, if you're an audio listener, we have a stream deck. We have an article cam. So, fantastic. Um, it's, a, it's a bet that several uh, conglomerates... Weird fucking word. Uh, in the entertainment industry also i'm so sorry that i keep moving around the frame my butt hurts i'm sitting on this and uh it's very rough for me uh it's a bet that several conglomerates uh in the entertainment industry are currently trying to figure out uh Sorry, I lost my train of thought. Viacom CBS, which owns Paramount and Paramount Plus, set, uh, specifically set a new deal with premium cable network Epix that allows for more control over where the studio's films land after leaving theaters. Uh, Viacom CBS can take movies like A Quiet Place 2 and uh, Mission Impossible 7 to Paramount Plus before they're available on Epix as a part of, an, uh, of the new deal. Uh, much like Comcast and NBC Universal Executives reported internal thinking. Uh... The idea is that having big movies available exclusively and quickly on Paramount Plus will encourage more people to sign up. Here's what I'm going to say right now. This, this is what I'll say. Paramount Plus. Uh, Viacom, CBS, Paramount. Get Transformers on here. If I look up Transformers, hold on. I have a button now. This is so cool. I have a button on my, uh, on my stream deck, which opens up... Uh, uh, that and so okay so this is what happens this is what happens when uh i look up uh oh let me go back here this is what happens so we're on paramount plus right now right we're on paramount plus if i look up transformers uh-oh we couldn't find that uh-oh we couldn't find that there's not a single piece there's not a single piece of transformers content on this streaming service the one service that you would assume Transformers to be on, it's it's not there, it's not there at all. Okay, let's you know what let's uh, let's let's do something even better. Let's let's look up all the Transformers films, right? Transformers one. Let's start with Transformers one. Let's see where where where, where they are. It's 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 not on anything. It's not on anything. Let's go with Transformers two, Revenge of the Fallen. It's on Hulu premium subscription. Did I watch it? Of course I watched it. Did I watch the first one? Yeah, I did. Uh, where's, where's three? Let's find Transformers 3, shall we? This is going to be a really long one. Uh, Hulu. 
You see, these I can understand, but at the same time, it's just like... Can you at least get the rest of the films on there? Hulu. Okay, so so it seems like they have some kind of deal with Hulu. Uh, wait, but what is it on, though? If I... Let's see. Let's go to... Let's go to Hulu here. Oh, I gotta watch Home Economics. That looks really good. Uh, Transformers. It's with live TV. You have to pay $65 just to watch Transformers. And this is why, ladies and gentlemen, this is why I'm telling you right now, Paramount Plus needs to get all their Transformers films on there so then people subscribe. Because the, because the streaming service is uh, for, for the top tier is $10 a month. It's $9.99 a month. I bought the, uh, I, I got the uh, yearly, uh, I got an annual plan for the top tier plan for about like 50 bucks, 50% off. I don't know if it's, I don't know if the, uh, uh, yeah, what is it? I don't know if the uh, 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 discount code is still working or not, but this, this, is what, this is what triggered me. When I, when I first got Paramount Plus and when I looked up Transformers, this triggered me very much because like that's the one thing that people would like want to get this that's one of the reasons i'm not saying everyone's gonna like get paramount plus for transformers i'm just saying that like it should still be on there heck i i've been i was told that bumblebee would be on there but no bumblebee's on hulu i think it's also on uh prime video i just wish there was some way to see when the deals when the streaming deals end so then we can just figure out oh okay they're finally gonna come to paramount plus soon So that's what that's what's triggering me about about uh, that. But anyways, um, I got a little carried away, and I apologize. Uh, the this one, this one's gonna be a quick one. Also, I'm gonna. Okay, here we go. Uh, the next story on the main show, ladies and gentlemen, is the Last of Us HBO series to reportedly begin filming in uh, Calgary. Uh, in July 2021. Uh, according to the director... Uh, this is by Adam Bankers, of course. Uh, according to the Directors Guild of Canada, The Last of Us HBO series is set to film in Calgary from uh, July 5th, 2021 to June 8th, 2022. So, uh, very, very short segment here. Very short story. Uh, so, this, this is just a time frame for anyone who hasn't played the uh, Last of Us games. We've got time, everyone. We've got time. That's all. I, that's that's the only thing I wanted to say about this. There's nothing else. Uh, so yeah, uh, 2022 seems like it's gonna be the time when we when we get it. But anyways, oh my gosh, my throat. Ladies and gentlemen, the next story on the main show. Which which article is this? Oh my gosh, this is ten. We're gonna take a. We're, we are. We're definitely gonna take another five minute break. After this, ladies and gentlemen, I need to get like a drink of water or something. This is insane. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, the next story on the main show is uh, uh, coming from Matt TM Kim. Borderlands movie plot revealed Edgar Ramirez cast as uh, Atlas founder. Uh, very, very interesting. I don't know anything about uh, Borderlands lore, so uh, I apologize. So um, I'm just going to go straight to the... Um, to the synopsis here. So according to Lionsgate, here's the official a synopsis for the movie. Two-time Academy Award winner Kate Blanchett teams up with Kevin Hart and director Eli Ross Borland's 
Uh, Lilith, played by Kate Blanchett, Blanchett, uh, an infamous outlaw with a mysterious past, reluctantly returns to her home planet of Pandora to find the missing daughter of the universe's most powerful SOB, Atlas, played by Ramirez. Uh, Lilith forms an alliance with an unexpected team. Roland, played by Kevin Hart, a former elite mercenary, now desperate for redemption. Uh, Tiny Tina, played by Greenblatt, uh, a feral preteen demolitionist. And Krieg, uh, played by Montinu. Sorry if I mispronounced your name. Tina's muscle-bound, uh, rhetorically challenged protector. Uh, Tannis, played by Curtis. I don't know what his first name is. Uh, the scientist with a tenuous grip on sanity. And Claptrap, played by Jack Black, uh, a persistently wise-ass robot. These unlikely heroes must battle alien monsters and dangerous bandits to find and protect the missing girl who may hold the key to an unimaginable power to the, f- uh, the the fate of the universe could be in their hands, but they'll be fighting for something more, each other. Based on the game from Gearbox and 2K, one of the best-selling video game franchises of all time, welcome to Borderlands. I'm interested. I'm, I'm interested. Most definitely, I'm interested. I don't... I, I mean, I... Uh, definitely seems like an interesting story. Uh, I, I personally haven't seen... I haven't played a lot of the uh, uh, Borderlands games. I think I only have... I don't know if I only have Borderlands 1 or Borderlands 2. I think I only have Borderlands 1, but... Uh, yeah, no. Uh, definitely interested to see how this goes. So, uh, yeah, I just wanted to share the synopsis. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, what we're actually going to do is we're going to take another five-minute break. Uh, it is currently... Uh, twelve twenty three right now. I I need a break. I need I need I need to get the heck out of here right now. So, uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, we are oh, cancel. Did it stop? Nope, we're good. We're still good. Uh, we'll be right back. We'll be back at twelve twenty eight. Twelve twenty eight, ladies and gentlemen. We will see you then. See you then. Stay tuned. Take a break once again, ladies and gentlemen. If not, then just uh, chill out. And uh, once again, stay tuned. All right, everybody, we're back. Uh, got got myself. Uh, I got myself a glass of water. We're good to go, everybody. We're good to go. Just definitely sorry to worry there. My throat was not feeling well. It was just not feeling it. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let, let's continue. We got ten. Uh, we got about. Uh, nine more stories to go, ladies and gentlemen. So here we go. Uh, the 11th story on the main show is... Uh, did I press a button? I didn't press a button. No. We're good. Real key. Uh, Warner Media plans to make its biggest movies theatrical exclusives again in 2022. This is what I was talking about recently. Uh, previously, uh, 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 before, that's what I was talking about. Uh, this is by Julia Alexander. Let's see what they have to say. Uh, there's an old saying that once the genie is out of the bottle, it's nearly impossible to get it back in. Warner Media's CEO, uh, Jason Killar, uh, is going to see if he can pull off the impossible. Excuse me. Uh, beginning in 2022, Warner Media's biggest temple uh, films, DC, Harry Potter, MonsterVerse, uh, will, play exclusive, uh, will play exclusively in theaters for 45 days before moving to a service like HBO Max. Wait, hold on a minute. I, I'm going to take a quick pause here. To a streaming service. 
not to the streaming service. So they're not going straight to HBO Max. Let's just keep reading it. Killer told Vox's uh, Peter Kafka on an episode of Recode Media. This isn't too surprising considering that Cineworld, owner of Regal Cinemas, announced a similar plan previously. A major caveat is whether Warner Media has a similar deal, deal with AMC. Back in March, AMC CEO, gosh, what's with the the short terms? AMC CEO Adam Aaron told analysts on an earnings call that quote, you should properly assume that if we are playing Warner uh, Warner f movies, we came to agreement with Warner that any changes in their strategy are being done in ways where AMC shareholders benefit, end quote. But no official announcement has been made. Much like Universal, uh, which has a similar deal with AMC, a shortened theatrical, uh, 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 much like Universal, sorry, uh, which has a similar deal with AMC, has for a shortened theatrical release, a 45-day uh, exclusive play period doesn't mean Warner Bros. Uh, has to pull its films after 45 days. Uh, if a movie like The Batman, Black Adam, or Fantastic Beasts 3 are overperforming, Warner Brothers can keep the film in theaters longer. Statistically, uh, th this is rarely the case. Most movies are... Uh, move, most movies make the majority of their box office revenue within the first three to five weeks of being in theaters, about 21 to 40 days. Before the pandemic accelerated trends, like the importance of streaming and the near collapse of theatrical windows, uh, studios had to commit to keeping their films in theaters for nearly 90 days. This worked well if the studio was Disney and movies like The Lion King, uh, and movies like The Lion King, Avengers Endgame, Toy Story 4, or Aladdin, we're pulling in north uh, of one uh, of one billion or two billion. Sorry, I need a drink of water. Okay, sorry for the disgusting sound. Ooh, what just happened there? Something weird happened. I don't know if it was uh, choking or if it was. I don't know what it was. Um, most studios are not seeing uh, Disney's overarching. Robert Archie with, I don't know how to mispronounce things. Uh, success. Uh, Disney success. Most studios are not saying Disney success at theaters. Uh, asking studios to commit to 90 days, especially when those studios belong to bigger conglomerates. See that word again. God damn it. That have uh, streaming services they want to bulk up with exciting new movies. Remember, big titles bring in subscriber, uh, bring subscribers in. A full library of films and TV shows keeps them from canceling. Uh, it was unrealistic. Mm, 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 mm. Uh, another undeniable part of the equation is theater attendance. Companies like Warner Media and Disney uh, used theater closures in 2020 to justify moving their moves, movies, moving their movies to HBO Max and Disney Plus, respectively. Uh, in countries where HBO Max and Disney Plus were unavailable, movies were released theatrically. In some cases, the studios saw success. Tenet amassed uh, $305 million globally, while Soul nabbed $117 million globally, and with uh, $57 million coming from China alone. 
making it Pixar's second most successful film in China ever. Mm. Mm, oof. In the United States, it, they didn't come close. Tenet saw uh, $58 million in the U.S. Excuse me. While Wonder Woman 1984 garnered uh, $46 million, executives likely assumed that this would be the case, and that's why Wonder Woman 1984 was promoted as an HBO Max title in the U.S. while it received uh, a bigger theatrical push in, uh, internationally. Uh, things started to change with Godzilla vs. Kong. The movie had, quote, a larger viewing audience than any other film or show on HBO Max since launch, according to the company, and also grossed uh, $32.2 million in its domestic opening weekend. That's impressive a number considering the pandemic means theaters are still operating at limited capacity. Currently, the movie has generated more than $250 million globally in just two weeks leading industry uh, analysts to declare that theaters are back, baby. Um, so I'm going to stop right there. So here's what I have to say about this. I think I, I'm glad that they're bringing movies back to, to the theaters. I, I think I think as a film student and going to the movie theaters to watch uh, Despicable Me 2, that being my, my first movie I ever saw in a movie theater, uh, just the experience, it's really fun. And uh, it's like if you're watching it on a phone, and I understand if you, if you only have a phone, then I understand that. That's your only way of watching it. Uh, and, and that's why COVID sucks, right? Like we used to go all the time. Theaters are, you know, a, a place where, you know, uh, I heard a loud sound, uh, where, you know, filmmakers go and watch films. They appreciate the films. People who, you know, want to have a good time. Uh, it, it's just a lot of good moments happen in movie theaters. And, and the thing is, slowly it's not about the fact that theaters are failing because of streaming services it's because of covid that's it that's the only reason if if, if you if covid wasn't a thing and you still brought out the streaming services there would probably be more revenue in theaters because no one would worry about any you know life-threatening diseases so or viruses sorry so i i think it's fantastic uh only time will tell, though, because personally, uh, over the months that we've been in uh, quarantine, it just feels like uh, I'm starting to get used to the whole uh, uh, on streaming service, uh, theatrical, uh, theatrical release and streaming service uh, day one launch. I'm sorry. I, I, that's just me. I, it's just that, like, as, as someone who doesn't have all the time in the world and, you know, just, just doesn't want to go and uh, risk the, you know, one's health, just, I mean, I, I, I sure hope that COVID is gone by then. But if it's not, then I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this then. I'm not sure. Not sure. All right, everyone. We're going to move on to the next article. This is a really short article. I have a rant about this. Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. The next story on the main show is uh, Elon Musk's uh, Neuralink co-founder says they could build Jurassic Park 
dot 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 if they wanted to uh first of all uh before i even read this article i'm just gonna say this right now don't do it don't do it the one thing the one thing that we don't need is giant dinosaurs chewing us we don't need it elon buddy you're doing a lot of fantastic work god bless you but we don't need Jurassic Park, okay? We don't need to bring back the dinosaurs, okay? We're very appreciative of what they've done for the, for the planet. But seriously, it's over. Stop. Don't do this. Please. Let's go to the article and see what they say. It, took only, it only took 27 years, but the billionaires are finally talking about building Jurassic Park. The, they're talking about the Jurassic Park scene in the movie of the same name you know the famous 1993 movie where some very rich people fill a theme park with real dinosaurs after extracting dna preserved in resin uh only for only for it all to go down horribly when a tyrannosaurus rex escapes the enclosures eats humans and wrecks havoc uh all over the island of isla nublar that one more specifically, Elon Musk's Neuralink co-founder, Max Hoddick, said on Twitter last week that they could likely build a Jurassic Park if they wanted to. It's unclear who he was referring to when he used the word we. Uh, this is the tweet. Uh, we could probably... This is coming from Max Haddock's uh, Twitter, everyone, uh, for those who are listening. Uh, we could probably build a Jurassic Park if we wanted to. Wouldn't, wouldn't be genetically authentic dinosaurs, but... And then it has the uh, the... I mean, emoji, kind of like, oh, kind of like that, uh, with the two hands up. Uh, but I mean, uh, let me let me let me read the let me read it again. So then, for the, for the audio listeners, it'll be fine. Uh, wouldn't be genetically authentic dinosaurs, but I mean, maybe fifteen years of breeding plus engineering to get super exotic novel species. Okay. When I first watched, uh, when I first, uh, I watched my very first scary movie. I watched World War Z with, uh, I'm pretty sure, was it Crimson Hemsworth or was it Brad Pitt? I'm pretty sure it was Brad Pitt. I don't want, I don't even want to look this up, but I'm looking this up for, for, uh, because I hate, I, I honestly, I used to have nightmares of this movie. I was pretty young. I think it was, I think I was in, uh. I think I was in middle school when I watched this uh, for the first time. Also, I think I'm pretty sure this was my second film that I ever watched in a movie theater. So it was just a really terrifying experience. Uh, yeah, it was Brad Pitt. So I have to say something. When I was walking home, right, like my friends, uh, they, they they live a few blocks away from me. And, uh, uh, you know, they uh, I decided to get off there because my bike was there when we got back. We went, uh, we, you know. Well, we parked our bikes at his house, and we then we went to the movie theaters. And then, when we got back, it was probably, what, like 9, 10, maybe? And pitch black. I got, on my I got on my bike. No one is around, right? Because everyone's sleeping, obviously. And I rushed home. I can't tell you. I almost fell off my bike. That's how scared I was. Uh, oh wait, no. Did, okay, all right. Uh, no, it wasn't World War Z. It was Godzilla. Just like, oh gosh, like at that kind of age, I just couldn't handle it. 
And so just the idea of having a, 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 an actual Jurassic Park happening in real life, it seems cool. Okay, don't take me wrong. Okay, like I, I would, I, I think it'd be really fun to have a Jurassic Park. However, if you're really gonna do like genetic engineering and all that to make actual authentic dinosaurs, that ain't money, bro. That ain't cheap. Nope, I'm out. Fuck the shit, I'm out. I'm not going there. No. No. I'm not about that. I'm not about that. Mm -mm. Okay, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, give me a second, everyone. I need to figure out the kinks here. For some reason, it's the, uh, are we getting audio? Yeah, we are getting audio. I don't know what happened, uh, uh, before we went, uh, to our break. It just, it just, uh, the audio went out. So I don't know why the, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, let's, let's move on to the main story. I'm actually very excited for this story, actually. Uh, you know, being, you know, Filmy Fate, binging all the shows and movies and everything. This is very, very fun news. Uh, I can't wait to discuss this. Uh, this is coming from Joseph Noop. Uh, Netflix acquires right to stream Sony films like Spider-Man after theatrical run. Very much excited about this. Uh, let's, let's get straight into. Let's dive right into uh, the article here. Netflix and Sony Pictures have struck a deal that will keep upcoming Spider-Man films and other selections uh, from Sony Pictures on Netflix after they finish in theaters, the Wall Street Journal reports. Uh, immediately, I want to say this right away. Did they just confirm there's going to be more Spider-Man films? Oh, wait. Oh, okay, hold on. I'm backlashing here. I'm sorry. Because, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's not forget that there's another Spider-Man film uh, coming from... Uh, obviously, coming from Sony Pictures is... Uh, uh, Spider-Man is a Spider-Verse 2, in which I say, if it pops on Netflix, because Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse is, I believe, already on... Uh, gosh, into the Spider-Verse? I'm pretty sure it's still on Netflix, I think. No, it's not. Okay. Huh. Interesting. Maybe if I... Let's see here. There's no harm in checking, ladies and gentlemen. There's no harm in checking... Um, I'm checking while audio listeners wait. You can hear my beautiful voice. Uh, Spider. No, they only got Lego Marvel Spider-Man vexed by Venom. Uh, no. So, in that case, that makes sense. Um, now, if they struck a... So, if they struck a deal with... So, I'm confused. So, is... Netflix supposed to be the new streaming service for Sony Pictures? Because if that's the case, then I assume they're going to be bringing back the Sam, Sam Raimi Spider-Man films and the uh, 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 the Amazing Spider-Man films onto Netflix then. Uh, let, let's continue reading the, uh, the article, ladies and gentlemen. Um, the reportedly multi-year contract will start with uh, Sony's 2022 film slate. Netflix will have first look 
rights to movies Sony is producing or licensing for streaming platforms. Uh, the number of films Netflix has committed to ordering is uh, currently undisclosed. Notably, the deal doesn't stop Sony from selling streaming rights to other platforms. Uh, sources speaking to Variety also said that the deal will amount to a record-setting sum for a one pay uh, for a pay one window. The deal is reportedly set to last five years, and the New York Times reports that Netflix will pay about one billion dollars to Sony over four years. Sony can make a pay one window agreement such as this in part uh, because uh, it doesn't have its own streaming service like Disney Plus and HBO Max. Okay, so here's what I'm going to say before I keep going. Very good decision. I think this is a good idea. Uh, I, I saw that on the new uh, Sony Bravia TVs. I think there's this new thing called uh, Sony Bravia Core. Bravia Core. It's like this uh, TV exclusive uh, service that you get for free for like the next few months, I think. And you get uh, 4K streaming, you know, 4K, Blu-ray, Bravia, uh, all the bells and whistles, I think. Actually, you know what? You see, I have the power... To, to do this now. So if I look up Bravia Core, Bravia Core, here we go. Here we go. Uh, bring the cinematic experience home, enjoy movies included with Bravia XR. A huge number of movies are included and waiting for you. Uh, are included. So it's included. Uh, with Bravia XR technology, pure stream and IMAX enhanced. Everything you watch is delivered with stunning visuals and ex expressive sound quality. Uh, choose from hundreds, uh, of the latest, uh, sorry, I keep butchering. I'm going to drink a little bit more water. Maybe get a little burp out. Nope. It was like, nope, fuck you, BB. I'm going to get out on my own terms. Uh, choose from hundreds of, of the latest releases and classic blockbuster films to redeem, uh, movies to redeem. Uh, new and classic blockbuster blockbuster movies are here use your bravia core credits uh to choose what you want to watch in up to 4k hdr quality nice shot uh unlimited streaming of uh top movies with bravia core you are subscribed to an amazing selection of movies to stream anytime excuse me and as many times as you like in up to 4k hdr quality so we got uh i believe i don't know if that's uh is that supposed to be, um, what is it? Resident Evil or is it just Underworld? Uh, Ghostbusters, Resident Evil, Da Vinci Code, Angels and Demons. Uh, pure stream. Streaming of up to 80 megabits per second. Are you kidding me? Uh, delivering lossless 4K H uh, Ultra HD. Um, studio access. Wow, okay. Interesting. So is it is it also gonna have uh, 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 like behind the scenes? Want want the inside story on what happened behind the scenes on your favorite movies? Bravia Core brings you a host of extra footage, interviews, and more. Interesting. Okay, you see that something like this catches my attention. Here's the thing, ladies and gentlemen. This is why I love uh, uh, this is why I love Disney Plus so much. Is because for for literally seven dollars, which I think is turning to eight dollars now. I don't know what it is, but they have director's commentary. They have director's commentary, ladies and gentlemen. This is why, if nothing else, 
If I couldn't pick any, if I couldn't pick, uh, let's let's just say, you know, HBO Max, Paramount Plus, Hotstar, Netflix, Hulu, I would pick a Disney Plus. That's it. There you there 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 you have it. I'd pick that one because of all all the cool things that they do with it. They have fantastic exclusives. We're seeing WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, Mandalorian, uh, uh Mighty Ducks Game Changers. That's gonna be something. Uh. Also waiting on uh, uh, Diary of a Future President. Still waiting on that. Uh, but uh, Bravia Core seems to be doing it. Now, here's the thing. Um, first of all, 80 megabits per second, ladies and gentlemen. I don't think I even have that many megabits download speed. You need to have a really good download speed to... I think to be able to produce like to to be able to stream that huge of a bit rate. Um IMAX enhanced. Um I don't even know if it's worth it. Like I've never I've never experienced it before. I'd have to experience it by myself, but uh from the terms and conditions, it seems like a uh, person in an eligible uh TV and register for Bravia Core by February 23rd, 2024 to be eligible for the offers of this promotion. This, uh, da, 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 da. 10 movie credits. 10 movie credits. One movie credit is sufficient to redeem one movie. So let me get this straight. Bravia Core isn't you get credits it's like an arcade you can only play as much as you can with if you if you have enough coins you can play the game if you don't have enough coins you can't play the game what that makes no sense i don't know maybe maybe i'm just going crazy right now because of the dehydration and then my sore throat let's get back to here i know we went completely off topic but i want to i want to i want to uh, talk about this here uh, Bravia Core features Pure Stream, which offers streaming between 30 megabits to 80 megabits. Uh, to access Pure Stream at 30 megabits, you must have a minimum internet speed of 43 megabits per second to access highest quality Pure Stream available at 115 megabits per second, ladies and gentlemen. 115 megabits per second. Here's the thing. Do you know what this is? This is a, oh, I make so much money and I have fast internet and I'm living in the hills in a really nice uh, two-story house with a, with a freaking bar outside. This is the kind of streaming service that this feels like. Also, I'm starting to sound very, very old now and very manly, which is personally not my preference. I rather choose kind-hearted and uh, funny rather than... Uh, manly and scary just like uh bloodshot in this uh image right here but here's the thing bravia core could have been a really fun thing but i'm glad that they're sticking with netflix if they're gonna if they're gonna make uh, this this i feel like they should do this thing where h uh, you know, xbox is doing is uh xbox is buying uh xbox is buying uh, Bethesda, Bethesda games. They've also bought uh, EA games. I heard that they might be in in touch with uh, Kojima or Konami. I think. And uh, if 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 Netflix and Sony do this 
first of all, it's going to make Netflix a ton of a shit ton of money. Second of all, it, uh, I would like it. I like Netflix. If they're going to do this, I want Netflix to be the home of Sony Pictures. Uh, films, movies, whatever you want to call it. Even shows, if they want to do it. Like Cobra, because here's the, we're not even discussing the fact that Cobra Kai is on Netflix. Cobra Kai is a Sony Pictures production. Or a Sony, uh, a Sony Pictures television production, whatever it is. Whatever uh, the, the production company is. So, my, my, my first thoughts is that this is it, Chief. Like, if they do this, if they, this is only a four-year deal, who knows, they might just extend it. I say do it. I mean, first of all, it's, first of all, if Sony came up with their own another another streaming service in the market, I I don't know how I would feel about it. So I mean, look, Bravia Core looks really fun. I think it looks really fun. It seems really fun. It definitely has my attention. But it's just something I'm not going to invest my money in because first of all, first of all, to, I mean, I can't even do anything either ways because I I don't have a Sony Bravia XR TV. I don't have the fastest internet. I'm running this stream, this live stream, this live show. I'm streaming this on YouTube at, at two, two, uh, 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 2.5 uh, uh, me megabits per second, I think. Like, you have to have insane internet for that. I mean, also, it's sad for me because I couldn't even get the seven, uh, the, um, uh, the what is it? Because uh, hold on, let me see here. I know this is this is a terrible thing to do right now, but let's just uh, okay. I don't think this will. No, I'm not gonna give away my uh, internet. So right now, as of right now, I uh, on the uh, five gigahertz network that I have right now because we have a five gigahertz network and we have a 2.5 gigahertz uh, network. So the five gigahertz network is currently having 22, 23, yeah, 23.1 megahertz per second. But I think it's also because uh, we're currently streaming, but um, like, gosh, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I ever get a Bravia XR TV. Great. But the whole I'm gonna give up. I'm giving up. Forget it. We have we have other stories that we need to discuss. We don't have time for this. We don't have time for this. Uh, we'll discuss it uh, another time. But once again, uh, super super excited. Um, also, we're gonna go back to the article here. Uh, it's unclear. So uh, the um. Wall Street Journal reports that future Spider-Man movies will land on Netflix following their theatrical runs. It's unclear if Tom Holland's Spider-Man No Way Home is included in the deal. Along with the uh, with other Marvel characters Sony still holds the rights to, like Jared Leto's uh, Morbius and Tom Hardy's Venom. Uh, Netflix will also license uh, old certain older Sony picture films. Okay, interesting. Very, very interesting. Films uh, from studios under Sony's umbrella will also be included, uh, such as the Jumanji franchise. Uh, that's a plus. That's a plus. That's a plus. That is a plus. You need. Uh, you see, this is what I'm talking about. If Sony's going to do a streaming service or they're going to make a streaming deal, they're going to have Jumanji. This is what I'm talking about, Paramount. Get Transformers on there. Get freaking... Uh, uh, get the rest of... of, of uh, 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 
Am I bleeding? No, I'm not bleeding. Sorry. Uh, get the rest of the Mission Impossible films on there. Get Top Gun on there. Top Gun's not even on there. Like, that's the funniest part. So, um, you yeah, know. So, uh, those studios include uh, that, that are under the Sony's uh, umbrella. Uh, the studios, the Sony studios, uh, they include Columbia Pictures, Sony Pictures Classics, Screen Gems, and uh, TriStar Pictures. Uh, Sony executives are also reportedly working on an additional theatrical film licensing agreement beyond the Netflix deal, Variety reports. Mm. Uh, Sony has previously partnered with uh, Stars for its uh, uh, theatrical streaming agreements since 2006. Stars is currently owned by Lionsgate, who also lost out on Ryan Johnson's Knives Out sequel to Netflix uh, for the tune of $450 million. Uh, so here's another thing that I want to point out. Uh, this was one of the stories, but I didn't want to get in depth with this. But uh, very interesting that Knives Out sequels, the 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 future Knives Out films are going to be on Netflix. Very interesting, but uh, very much interested because I don't know if you all know this, but um, Knives Out is one of my favorite films. It's it's one of my it, it is my probably my favorite like Who Done It films. It's really good. It is really good. Uh, I highly recommend you all watch it. I think it's on Amazon Prime right now. But uh, going back to the article, though. Uh, uh-huh. 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 Yeah. Netflix and Sony's relationship has strengthened in the re in recent years. Uh, with the studios agreeing on streaming rights for Sony's animated films, including Spider-Man and Spider-Verse. Uh, Sony's announcement certainly hopes uh, to... Why do you have to use weird words? Okay, let's uh, let's Google search this. I can't pronounce that name for the life of me. Aswaj? What? Aswage? What? Okay, fine. Sony's announcement certainly hopes to assuage any fears that it's looking uh, at letting uh, go of uh, that it's letting go uh, that it's looking at letting go of. Uh, theatrical releases in a world complicated by COVID-19. Sony says the deal will be, uh, quote, additive to its theatrical sequel uh, schedule with, uh, I'm losing my mind slowly, ladies and gentlemen, uh, which will continue as, it, uh, as its current volume. Here's what I'm going to say. Honestly, if Sony Pictures get, uh, signs a deal with another streaming service, I'm honestly not going to be happy. I mean, sure, there's going to be the films and the shows on there. But I don't know. I I I I just I I don't I don't think I can uh I think I'll be disappointed. Because Netflix like it says, Netflix and Sony's relationship has strengthened in the recent years. So this is the perfect uh, per perfect opportunity to 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 formalize, to uh, uh, put in, put in stone. What put in stone, put in concrete cement. What, whatever it is. The the point is, this is the best time to handshake. Picture. There we go. Netflix and Sony together. They're they're both gonna make fantastic uh, uh, original series, original movies. Add it to the roster. I don't know why like they're they're slacking here.
Now, here's the thing. PlayStation, I don't know if PlayStation Studios, in terms of the, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, Last of Us, it's on HBO. So that I can understand. I don't know. We're going to have to bring it up when uh, Sean Receiver comes back because Sean is a huge, because Sean is a PlayStation gamer. So, uh, so, so am I. Excuse me for the second as I uh, rehydrate here. Um, but no, I uh, I honestly feel like uh, we should wait for Sean Receiver to, to pop back on. Uh, and uh, we'll uh, we'll discuss this in in in, uh, in uh, de detail. Um, gosh, I don't know if I want to. I don't know if I exactly want to. Uh, you know what? Let's do a. Let's do a quick little uh, 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 little reaction here. Uh, the, our next story, ladies and gentlemen, is uh, uh, this is coming from Matt T.M. Kim. Uh, Disneyland's Avengers Campus opening date announced. Uh, so it's going to be uh, It's going to be opening uh, on June fourth, twenty twenty one. Very much excited. I'm very much excited about this. Uh, sadly, though, ladies and gentlemen, and this is this is a harsh reality. This is a harsh uh, truth. Uh, this is a secret that I've held in for quite a long time. I've never been to Disneyland. And so, uh, I don't know, with this Avengers campus uh, opening up, uh, once again, I'm still going to wait for, for COVID uh, to be over. The, the only time I've ever been to Disneyland is, is in the game, Connect Disneyland Avengers. I remember, get, I remember getting so hyped because I... When I first bought the 360 with the Kinect, I was like so excited for all the games I was gonna be playing, and Kinect Disneyland Adventures was one of them. Oh, it's so much fun! I ah, uh, gosh. But uh, no, this looks really cool. The immersive new uh, area will be themed around all things Avengers and Marvel, with several locations hosted by a, a different Avenger. Uh, and their unique theme, power and technology, uh, theme, power and technology, sorry. Uh, there will be areas focusing on Spider-Man, Ant-Man, and Doctor Strange, as well as the opportunity to encounter Iron Man, Captain Marvel, Black Panther, Black Widow, the Guardians of the Galaxy, Thor, and Loki. Uh, well, I mean, they did say Avengers. I was going to say Captain America. Look, where is he at? Uh, here's a little video. Uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mute it here, but uh, you all can take a look at this. This looks very cool. Uh, for, for those of you who, for those of you who are listening right now, I'm gonna go back to this so I can focus this, focus on this more. So currently, we're seeing like this mini, uh, like Avengers, uh, uh, like the 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 base, the Avengers base in like the the, the recent Avengers films. Like we're seeing something like that with uh, with the Quinjets. Is it? I'm not. Sure, and I'm scared that I'm. I'm gonna. I'm gonna look this up. The Quin. Nope, that's not what I meant to say. The Quinjet. Yeah, look at that Quinjet Marvel Cinematic Universe. You see, I know my shit. I know my shit. What you all doubted me? You all thought that? Oh my gosh, Fate doesn't know shit about Marvel. Yes, I do. Get out of here. All right, we got the Quinjet, and then we got a uh, a Spider-Man looking building with the with the you know, you know with the spider emblem here, looking very cool. Oh, I love the uh, the destroyed um, Sanctum, the the Doctor Strange Sanctum. Looking very nice. I love the lighting. I like this. This the the 
the uh, uh, the design the set design and everything it's oh it looks really cool guardians of the galaxy uh i can't read what that says but uh it says like breakout uh oh my god this is like a full-on castle this is like a giant castle like fortress oh this looks oh my gosh this looks cool adventures campus opens june 4 Disney California Adventure. Well, it's a good thing I live in California, folks. Uh, here we got some images here. Uh, okay. I, I'm going to assume this this one, this image right here. For uh, for those who who, uh, who are listening, I suggest you uh, let our, uh, come, uh, come, uh, go on to youtube.com slash filmyfate and find uh, today's stream and uh, just find this here, but we're looking at it. Oh, hey, look, we actually have uh, descriptions. Uh, so uh, the first image is uh, the ancient sanctum uh, where Doctor Strange will teach attendees the mystic arts. Oh, wait. So, oh, my gosh. Are they going to get people to... The, 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 are they going to get a Doctor Strange to, to teach the uh, people who, who go there? Oh, my gosh. If that's the case, that's going to be so awesome. Uh, the ancient sanctum will change at night. Oh, this is the, the sanctum. Oh, my gosh. The lighting. I love it. I love it. Oh, this is fantastic. Also, I, uh, I, I, you know what? Uh, I promise by next, uh, next show, I'm going to have a, you know, like the, uh, like the, bin, like the binge report cam. So like the binge report cam, I'll have like, uh, uh, like the article right here. And then I'll, you'll see my face right here. Maybe even get, uh, Sean's, uh, Sean's, uh, cam on there. Uh, but no, uh, uh going back to that though. Uh, so the PIM test kitchen, I saw this on Instagram, looks really cool. Uh, uh, the PIM test kitchen will serve, uh, as the Avengers Campus eatery. Oh, this looks really cool. Featuring impossible. Ooh, very interesting. Uh, Disneyland, uh, California Avengers, Avengers Campus will finally open on June 4th. I, I don't mean to be that person, but just by the look of it, just at a glance, it's giving me Target vibes. <laughs> I know it's a weird thing to think, but it just, just uh, I don't know. It, I don't know. It reminds me of Target. Maybe it's, maybe it's just the red uh, exterior color design. Maybe that's why. That's why I'm thinking of it. But uh, no, this I don't know. I don't know. It, it, it gives me Target vibes. But no, I mean I'm super stoked for this. Uh, what's the last? Um, Oh, and then looks like we got a nice wide shot of the. Uh, uh, it doesn't say what, what is this, but I assume it's like the Avengers base. Maybe it's a riot or something. I don't know. We got the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy breakout thingy place. Uh, but yeah, no, I am. I'm very much excited as food. Uh, uh huh, uh huh, uh huh. Wait, what? Food is oversized or many, depending on the item. Oh my gosh, that's so cool. That is so, that is clever. Oh my gosh, that's clever. That is so clever. Mini hot dogs? Regular hot dog. A mini donut? A normal donut. Well done. Well done. Um, Disney will introduce alcoholic beverages for adults. Huh. Well. 
Okay, I'm not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna. We're just gonna keep moving. This is a pretty short one, ladies and gentlemen. But uh, I, I, I think I'd like to just talk about it since we're. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's a Sony Pictures animation. So let's just talk about it anyway. Speaking of uh, the, uh, speaking of Sony. Uh, Hotel Transylvania 4 gets official title and a new release date. Uh, this is coming from Adela Anchors. Uh, Drax packs back uh, like you've never seen them before. Get ready for more Monster Madness. Hotel, Tra Hotel Transylvania 4 has a new title and a release date. Sony Pictures Animation has announced that the fourth installment of the Hotel Transylvania franchise will be officially titled Hotel Transylvania Transformania. Uh, with fans uh, invited to check in with the myriad of monsters uh, on July 23rd, 2021. Wow, that's soon, actually. I didn't realize that. Uh, the new release date sets the movie two weeks earlier than planned uh, after originally move being moved from December 2021st uh, to August 6th, 2021st. Wow. 2021st? Wait. What? <sighs> what? What's going on? Oh gosh. Oh gosh. We're, we're pulling out the nuts. We're pulling out the planter's nuts, everyone. Get into focus. Get focus. Yes. I don't know what's going on with me. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this is the official downfall for Day Filling Fridays. This is the official. Um. I promise. Next week, I promise. There won't be as as many stories. Mm. Oh gosh, we're at the two hour and thirty mark. Okay. This is some ASMR for you audio listeners. Sorry. I know I tried to mute my mic, but you know what? I'm I'm going nuts. Let me uh Okay, let me re uh, let me repeat the let me redo the sentence here. The new release date sets the movie two weeks earlier than planned after originally being moved from September twenty second, twenty twenty one, to August sixth, twenty twenty one. So very interesting to see that they they jumped so drastically from December to August and then August to July. Very interesting. Uh. Selena Gomez, who voices Mavis uh, in the movie series The Vampire Daughter of Adam Sandler's Dracula, will also serve as an executive producer this time around, uh, alongside franchise creator Indy uh, Tartakovsky. Uh, why does he look, sound familiar? He sounds so familiar. Hold on. Is he the one behind the, uh, the Star Wars series? The... Um, Oh my gosh, he is, isn't he? Holy shit. I didn't realize that. I didn't know that. What? Also, I forgot we're not on the article cam. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, but oh my gosh, this is... Oh, this is awesome. No, oh, this is fantastic. You see, now that makes me want to go back and watch... Uh, because I never saw three. I never saw um, the, the, the cruise ship one. Which one is it? Let's go back. Hotel... 
Summer vacation. It's not cruise. It's summer vacation. I was thinking. I think I was thinking of uh, Jungle Cruise. Uh, but yeah, no, I gotta watch this. Um, but <laughs> mm. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Wait, what? Wait a minute. Uh, the previous entry in the franchise, Hotel Transylvania 3 Summer Vacation, took a big bite out of the box office when it was released in 2018, grossing uh, $528 million worldwide against a budget of $80 million. It became the highest grossing movie in the Hotel Transylvania franchise and even climbed the ranks to become Sony Pictures Animation's highest grossing fully animated movie worldwide. Wow. Damn. All right. Now, now I regret. Now you know what? I'm gonna add that to the to the uh, to the this week's binge report, uh, or or next week's binge report, I should say. Um, because I I I I I never saw the film. I never saw it. I I I don't know if it was because I just it just never came across to me. I saw the clips of it. I thought it was really fun, but I just didn't think about watching it. But wow. Good lord. All right. All right. All right. Here we go, ladies and gentlemen. We got three more stories. Uh, here we go, ladies and gentlemen. Our next story is Indiana Jones 5. Phoebe Waller-Bridge cast alongside Harrison Ford. This is coming from Matt Perslow. Lucasfilm has announced that Phoebe Waller-Bridge has been cast in the upcoming fifth Indiana Jones film. While Waller-Bridge's involvement with the film has been officially announced, no mention has been made by Lucasfilm about what she will play. Uh, presumably, uh, as the first major new cast member announcement, though, uh, and considering Waller-Bridge's uh, profile, she will be one of the film's lead characters. Uh, oh, what is this? Uh, I Quote, I am thrilled to be starting a new adventure, collaborating with a dream team of all-time great filmmakers, said the film's director, James Mangold, uh, in a statement issued by uh, Lucasfilm. Quote, Stephen Harrison, uh, Stephen Harrison, Kathy Frank, and John are all artistic heroes of mine. When you add Phoebe, uh, a dazzling actor, brilliant creative voice, and the chemistry she will undoubtedly bring to our set, I can't help but feel as lucky as Indiana Jones himself. End quote. Uh, and additionally, oh, this this got me really well. Uh, I uh, uh, my friend Lindsay Friendo, who was on the show last week or the last time I should say, uh, she sent me a post like last night, and I got super I got super excited for this. Additionally, John Williams will once again return to compose the film's score. Williams, a longtime collaborator with Lucasfilm on Star Wars and Indiana Jones, previously composed the scores for all four uh, indie films. Uh, Indiana Jones was originally announced uh, last year. And will be conclude will be the concluding act of the archaeologist's story. It will release on July 29, twenty two. James Mangold is directing. Previously, there had been plans for a Spielberg helmed Indy five, but that fell apart over script disagreements. Gosh. But listen, uh, here's the thing: Phoebe Waller Bridge, Chef's Kiss, John Williams. John Williams, ladies and gentlemen, this might be an over-exaggeration. This might be an overstatement. But to me, John Williams and the indie films, John William is the cake. 
and Indiana Jones, just the, the action pieces, the, the cinematography, all that stuff, the VFX, everything. That's just the icing. That's just the icing, everybody. Because if it wasn't for Indiana Jones, we wouldn't have the dun 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 dun, dun. Because that shit gets you hyped. When you hear the Indiana Jones theme, you get hyped for it. You don't be like, oh, okay. Here we go. Okay. You go like, oh, shit. Banger over here. We're doing this. We're going. This is going to be an adventure. Despite the fact that Temple of Doom was quite not really good to me, at least. But the point is. Oh, man, when John Williams scored uh, uh, the March of the Raiders, oh, <laughs> that's it. Like, once you, oh, my gosh. And you know what? Here's the thing. I'm expecting them to do the thing with, uh, uh, what is it? Uh, I don't know if you all remember this, but with the final trailer of uh, Rise of Skywalker, they did this, like, super epic uh uh version of the uh, uh star wars theme and that's what i'm gonna that's what i'm expecting with this one when indiana jones 5 trailer comes out they're gonna have that like highly ep epic dun, 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 and, and i'm gonna cry like that's the thing i've only seen the films in like you know the last like few weeks and i'm already like like thinking like damn okay so this, this is nuts. This is awesome. I loved Phoebe Waller-Bridge in uh, Fleabag. And I'm also going to be watching... Uh, that's, one of, that's one of the shows that I'm going to be watching uh, soon. Uh, uh, because I watched Fleabag. Uh, I'm going to be watching uh, Killing Eve after I'm done... Uh, after I am done... Uh, what do you call it? Uh, after I'm done with Luther, because I heard that there was a cameo with Luther in season five and uh, season two of uh, Killing Eve, I think. So I'm definitely going to have to I I'm going to binge Luther because also that's been on my mind recently, because a lot of people said if you love uh, BBC's Sherlock, you're going to love Luther. So I'm that's on that's on the uh, for now, that's on the binge report for, for the next few weeks. Uh, I think it should take like probably two weeks if I watch two episodes per day because there's not a lot of episodes but i think hopefully it should be good so uh yeah anyways ladies and gentlemen finally the last item the last story on the main show for this week ladies and gentlemen i can't wait to just jump on my bed pull on just open up my laptop and start working on homework i'm not going to talk for the next three hours i'm just i'm just saying this right now However, I am appreciating that the uh, the stream has excellent connection right now. So, yeah, it has a green dot. Very happy about that. Uh, I don't know if it's because uh, we don't have Sean here. And uh, currently, as a placeholder, I'm currently on a call right now. Like this is this is why this is what's going on here, is that uh, I'm on a Zoom call. And so, if I go back to the uh, if I go back to the main camera, that that's that's me calling. I created a separate. I created a separate Zoom so I can have it as a placeholder just in case because I didn't want to redo everything. So that's that. Yeah, that's the reason why I. That's why. That's the reason why I did that. So, um. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, going back to the article, ladies and gentlemen, the final story on the main show is, uh. I mean, uh, once again, forgetting the, uh, you know, segue transition here uh speaking of delays and speaking of paramount plus ladies and gentlemen or speaking of paramount in general 
Paramount delays Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7, and more film release dates. This is coming from Joseph Noop. A wild goose chase for the theatrical premiere. Paramount is delaying a slew of movie release dates, including Top Gun Maverick, Mission Impossible 7, uh, the, to- the upcoming untitled Star Trek, and more. Top Gun Maverick has been moved to July 2nd all the way to November 19th. Jesus. Uh, taking over Mission Impossible 7's now former date. Mission Impossible 7 is now scheduled to release on May 27th, 2022. Uh, similarly, the uh, Mission Impossible 8 has has been moved uh, from November 2022 to July 7th, 2023. Uh, Paramount's Dungeon- Dungeons & Dragons film is also being pushed back from May 2022 to... Wow, March tw- March third, twenty twenty three. Uh, the entitled Star Trek film, assuming. Uh, did you mean to say as assume assumably or assume, what? Ass- uh, I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna deal with this. Uh, assumably, the one being written by Fear the Walking Dead's. Uh, Fear the Walking Dead's. Uh, Kalinda Vasquez uh, has been pushed back to June 9th. 2023 Top Gun Maverick, which was shot with IMAX's large screen camera format, will reportedly still maintain that theater l- booking since it's taking over uh, MI7's uh, release date. MI uh, Mission Impossible 7 will now go up against Disney Plus's upcoming untitled live action film and uh, Lionsgate's John Wick 4. Uh, earlier this year, M- MI7 director Christopher McQuarrie. Uh, announced that Rob Delaney and Carrie Elves uh, will have joined the cast. Uh, other release dates uh, include Jackass. Wait, what? Are they working on another Jackass? Because I, I haven't seen the Jackass films, but I, I, I think I know what it is. I think I might binge at some point. But apparently there's another Jackass. Uh, Jackass moving from September 3rd to October 22nd, 2021. Uh, Snake Eyes... I got a, we, we we got the announcement for that. We got the promotion for that uh, recently. Snake Eyes is moving up from October twenty first twenty uh, October twenty first. Uh, what am I doing? Uh, October twenty twenty one to July twenty third twenty twenty one. The entitled BG's biopic moving uh, to November fourth twenty twenty two. The shrinking of Treehorn moving to November tenth twenty twenty three. An untitled Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski movie pushing back. To November seventeenth, twenty twenty-three. I don't know how I feel about this. I don't. Uh, mm, mm. I can understand. It's COVID. Shit's gonna happen. We're in a pandemic. Shit's gonna happen. But now I'm starting to lose faith in Paramount Plus now. I mean, I, look, I have it, right? I have it for a year, and uh, uh, I'm going to watch shows on there. I'm going to watch Star Trek. I'm going to uh, watch the MI7 uh, uh, MI films. But um, this is rough. I was really hoping to watch... Uh, I was really hoping to watch uh, Mission Impossible 7. But Top Gun Maverick going all the way to November, that's such a huge push. Like, wow. Gosh. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, sure. 
Why not, right? I mean, I mean, if if they delayed everything else, why not delay that? And uh, so then, what's what's releasing this summer? Then is there nothing releasing this summer from Paramount? I'm uh, I'm I'm taking a look here. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, oh, <laughs> sorry. I just <laughs> there's just a little piece of peanut like just hiding in my throat, and then just like tried to choke me. Um, so it seems like Jackass. So so it seems like the only summer movie that we're getting this year is Snake Eyes. Uh, to which I say, I'm okay with that. Honestly, I'm okay with that because I believe, uh, what's his name? Uh, I assume his name is like Henry Gold or Henry Golding or something like that. Snake, Snake Eyes 2021 film, Henry, Henry, it's going to be Henry, Henry Golding. You see, I know, you see, I know my shit. Uh, I loved him in, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. The guy's fucking gorgeous. Um, uh, also saw him in, uh, The Gentleman. Didn't expect him to, to be in a role like that, but but Snake Eyes, oh, I'm super excited about that. Haven't seen the G.I. Joe films. Uh, neither the series, neither the shows. I used to play with the toys at times, but... Hmm, uh, this looks interesting because I believe... Uh, uh, so so the, the film's title is... the uh, It's titled... It's formerly known as Snake Eyes, but it's actually Snake Eyes... Uh, Snake Eyes, G.I. Joe Origins, which is very interesting because this, then does that mean that there's going to be multiple G.I. Joe origin films? I mean, I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, that would help with the lore and everything, but I think they're, Snake Eyes, I feel like Snake Eyes is, uh, I think it's going to be in a competition with, uh, what is it? Excuse me. Sorry. Uh, I think it's going to be in competition with uh, Black Widow. When did... Uh, when is uh, Black Widow coming out? I know we just got a trailer. And I know I just I know I know forgot about it. But uh, I go through so much these days. Uh, when is it coming out? July 9th, 2021. Uh, okay. Interesting. So... I'm thinking here. Yeah. I I think you know what? Now that now that I think about it, and this is a cra this is a crazy uh, assumption. They're gonna go head to head. It's in the same month. They are both like uh standalone. I don't know if, uh, I feel like Black Widow is an origin story. Hold on. We're gonna look this up. We'll look this up. Yeah. Uh, is Black Widow in origin movie? Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an origin story. 
What? What, is, what does that mean? Hold on, hold on. Do you see this? Actor Scarlett Johansson, production company's Marvel Studios, film series 101 Dalmatians. <laughs> wow. Dude, oh my gosh. What? 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 Uh, uh, what site is this? Because. <laughs> Well, it's a long shot. Why does it say? Oh my gosh! Google needs to update their things. <laughs> they got the rest. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not gonna, you know, kick them in the balls for this. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> oh, that that's hilarious. That's hilarious. But uh, yeah, no. Uh, very interesting. Uh, once again, still, still pretty interesting to see that Paramount's delaying a bunch of stuff, but. Once again, it's still a very uh, understandable situation. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's it. That is the main show of this week. My throat is about to fall out. <laughs> I, 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 can't, I can't talk. I, I, I can talk verbally, but that's not me talking. That's just my, uh, my uh, Ted Lasso energy talking right now. I'm, I'm currently running on the... the, the energy so uh not the fatatastic energy but the ted lasso energy but uh i don't know if that made sense but uh i'm quite a hey ladies and gentlemen in the live chat is the one the only the gyrate bully mancy himself sean restivo sean welcome to the show i did it buddy i did an entire show all by myself and i'm, I'm pretty much my my throat is sore so i cannot wait to have you back on the show soon man my throat oh dude i'm i'm i won't be able to talk verbally for the next few hours uh, oh, good luck. Uh, do, do you feel it uh, do, you, do you hear it do you hear the, the audio this is this is perfect this is perfect this is the perfect uh asmr videos uh, you know what i'm, I'm uh, you, you do you know what i'm doing i'm Lido. And he was a small little boy. <laughs> I did it. Sean's proud. Heck yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, we just finished the 18th story on the main show, which is the final, uh, final story. Uh, we were gonna get Drew, uh, uh, producer in 4K, Drew Circlay on here. We were, but, uh, his, his camera isn't working now with Zoom. So now we're, we're gonna have to figure it out. But, uh, hopefully maybe next Friday, if you, if, uh, you know, you're still taking your time, uh, maybe Friday morning, we could get Drew Circlay on the show. Uh, that'd be a pretty awesome sauce. But, uh, going back to my Waddle impression. And uh, uh, no, I can't do it. I can't do it now. Uh, uh, and he was this little boy. No, I can't do it. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> no, I can't do it. You see what I'm saying? I feel like I should be a voice actor. Also, it's getting pretty hot. It's getting pretty hot. I don't know why I decided to wear black, but uh, oh wait, that's right because uh, apparently a baby squirrel decided to pee on me. Yeah, on all three of the clothing that I normally wear on the show, he decided to pee on all of them, especially, especially the, 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 um, the, 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 uh, 
pajamas, the running pajamas. He also decided to pee on that too. So. It's been a very stressful... It, it, you know what, Sean? Remember the joke about the downfall of Filmy Fate? I don't know if he's... I think he's gone. I don't think he's in the chat anymore. Uh, but no. <laughs> the downfall of Filmy Fate has started, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, but no, seriously. Um, ladies and gentlemen, this has been the main show. Thank you all so much for joining me. I know it's such a long time. It, it is about to hit three hours, but I, I completely apologize for that. Hopefully you all understand. Hopefully you all still listen to this. You know, if you got three hours on your hands, I mean, listen to my show. I mean, be, be supportive here because I just, I put my freaking throat out for you all. That sounds weird. That sounds really weird. I'm not ever going to say that again. Uh, but, uh, you know, uh, a lot of good filming news. A, good, a lot of good filming news. Uh, I got to watch a lot of films this week. Uh, we skipped last Friday's show. We canceled last Friday's show, uh, you know, just for respect, just so we can have some time to grieve. See, you see, you see what I'm saying? Uh, the burps, they don't, they, they don't, they don't come out when you want it to come out. They come out on their own terms. They're like, fuck you, BB. They're like Venom. It's like, you, you, you can't control them. Although, I'm going to be honest, though, if I do start doing the show by myself, this is actually a good wake-up call for me to uh, start drinking more water now. However, uh, it will be very, very uh, difficult if we do go for three hours. But, uh, you know, ladies and gentlemen, once again, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this has been Fatay's Filming Fridays. Uh, if you like my show, if you like the show, uh, don't forget to uh, follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Subscribe to us, uh, and uh, yeah, for, and of course, if you're if you want to see all my other uh, uh, YouTube videos, my content on my channel, uh, go over to YouTube.com/slash/filmyfate and hit that subscribe button and hit the bell icon so every single time uh, I go live or uh, I have a new piece of uh, I got another I got new funnies for you all. I got a new gaming funnies. I do gaming videos. Uh, your phone's gonna go ping or whatever thingamajiggy you got. Uh, it's gonna go ping and uh, yeah. And then uh, when we're going live with the live show, you can click the link, join us in the live chat, and become part of the show. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna stop talking before uh, uh, we hit actually three hours. It's currently two fifty six. So let's see if we can actually stop it before uh, three hours, even though it doesn't really make any sense too. But anyway, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, thank you so much. Um, next week, next week, what's the binge report for next week? Next week, I'm going to be watching the Mission Impossible films as part of my, uh, uh, just to experience Paramount Plus. I haven't seen too much on Paramount Plus other than, uh, Indiana Jones. Uh, I'm also going to watch, uh, Mission Impossible films. I'm going to be watching Mission Impossible's, uh, I'm going to watch all the Mission Impossible films, actually. Uh, I'm going to be watching one, two, three on Paramount Plus. I've never seen one and two, but, uh, three... Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout. Going to be rewatching those so I can understand all the lore. And uh, and then uh, for TV series, I'm going to be watching Luther, BBC's Luther with uh, Idris Elba. And uh, very much excited for that, actually. Tonight, I'm, uh, I'm going to start watching that. So uh, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, as always, it's been an honor. Been a pleasure uh, being here doing this. Uh, also, I'm very uh, appreciative for everyone who was in the live chat this, uh, uh, this episode. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I promise we're gonna get, uh, spoiler warning at the beginning of the episode. 
uh, we're gonna I, I'm gonna state which episode this is, and uh, it's just gonna be much better in general. So, anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that's it for me. I hope you all have a great rest of your weekend. Uh, stay healthy, stay safe. Uh, you know, uh, practice social distancing, and uh, stay filmy, everyone. Keep watching films and TV, and uh, until next week. Uh, and don't do drugs. Like uh, seriously. Uh, don't uh, don't don't do that. Did that do anything? No, that didn't do anything. So yeah. Uh, okay. Bye bye, everybody. Have a good rest of your weekend. Bye bye. Don't do drugs. Stay filmy. Bye bye.